Hey everybody, Mike Dempsey here. It's NFL playoff time and you can still win playing underdog fantasy by picking higher or lower on player stats at underdogfantasy.com. Sign up with promo code 1010XL and underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Legend in the making, perhaps already ready to rise to the level of GOAT status, the magician, Pat Mahomes. And boy, did he make Lamar look ordinary or put so much of a pressure cooker on Lamar that he shrank in the moment. That's for sure. The other side, Brock Purdy stepped up when he needed to the most, down 24-7, to the San Francisco 49ers against my Detroit Lions. And as we open up the show, just damn, Dan. Damn, Dan. Can we get some violins, bro? That was your pick early on. <laughs> yes, season, yes. Bro. Yeah. I was actually FaceTime with it, my it, parents <laughs> during the game, and they were like, oh, come on, you got to root for the Lions, although we do love Brock. But, like, and I said, if the Lions win, Joe Cowart will do the I, biggest victory lap in 1010XL uh, history. L- l- I, when they were up 14 nothing, Joe, I was thinking about you. I said, did Joe lay anything on Yes, this? I did. <laughs> yes, I did. And I got Kenny That's the Bartender to prove it. Oh, well, you know, I, you, know, I, maybe, you know, maybe I thought Joe had to just want to just enjoy them going to the Super Bowl Ever. and not put no money on it. But, you know. What do you, call, what do you call them, Matt? Uh, uh, what? Degenerate? Yeah. 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 And, and you know what? Honestly, I'll admit this, Leon. Yes. I grew fond of them this year. I really did. Like it They're happened. Fun. Well, listen, they took it, you to play. They took you places that you've never been before. Oh my gosh! They, and, nearly to the mountaintop. And you know what? This will be my new cry, uh, mm. crying town when it comes to gambling, because forever I had the bet where the New Orleans Saints got absolutely hosed. Remember the. Pass oh, interference pass that wasn't oh, pass yeah, interference, that was and I got robbed, and it was, I don't know, I can't remember if it was 15 to 1, and it was something like that, mm. uh, and obviously they'd have to go on to win it, and we saw, that was the year, I believe, yeah, Jared Goff in the Rams. You could hedge, went. though. Yeah, exactly, and, and Jared Goff, and then they scored three points against the New England Patriots, Worst Super Bowl remember that? Worst Super Bowl Oh, ever. it was that terrible. Was terrible. And, uh, and so anyway, I still had that one, like, okay, that's the one that I always bemoan. Well, now this is the new one, because this was even greater odds. And this team looked the part. This team looked like they were going to go in there. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we've got nine different ways to attack this. And it just, it just absolutely stinks. And look, you got royalty in Kansas City. You do. We, that, that's the Chiefs' kingdom. Uh, and there's a reason they say that. And the 49er faithful because they have so many diehard fans. Uh, and both teams did what they needed to do, Leon, to win in the end. That's what it's all about. Yeah, listen, I, well, the first game, you know, Kansas City and Baltimore game, um, you know, you know how much I love L Boogie. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I didn't like the game plan, all right? I didn't like the game plan because when you go against the Chiefs, you know, the the Ravens were trying to be Ali instead of being Frazier, all right? the What the Ravens do is muck the game up. They play, they run the ball, they play sound defense, and they put the pressure on you. They, if you watch that game, and I, I was – the running backs only got the ball. You know who they remind us of? Me of? Us. Yeah. When we have success, we run the ball, and all of a sudden it just disappears. <laughs> That's what happens in the Raven games. You're talking about a team that led the NFL in rushing. I mean, rushing attempts, all right? They gave the running back ball. I looked at the stat. They gave the running back six touches at the run. I mean, it, now Lamar had eight, but I'm saying the game was built. I mean, their, their, their premise offensively was about 
their offensive front manhandling the defensive front. And I don't care. They can say, well, yeah, the, 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 the Chiefs had seven, eight, nine in the box. So what? Run it anyway. Force them out of it by, by being an attack style offense. That's what, listen, when, when they played against us, when they came in, when it was a, we were down, we were down what ten to seven or something like that at halftime. Mm-hmm. I was in the box when they came and they asked uh, 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 Harbaugh. They asked me and say, "Hey, what 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 do you need to do differently in the second half?" He said, "You need to get back to running the football, get back to Ravens football." That's what it was all about. And then they promptly put two fifty on us. Yeah, right? exactly. And, running I mean, so the I, ball. So I just thought in this game that it was just going to be a slugfest on their part. They were going to steal possessions from Patrick Mahomes. They were going to muck it up, and they were going to find a way to win it. Because their defense played what? If you tell me that the Ravens' defense held the Chiefs to 17 points, I'm saying to myself, you, you, you've got a shot to win. Yeah. But for whoever it was, they had a bevy of mistakes and all the other kind of stuff. I and, I think, and I think my man, L. Boogie, he shrank in the, in the pivotal moments of the game where he turned the ball oh over and God. all the other kind yeah. of stuff. So it was just unfortunate that, that that had to happen in that game. You 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 said it. It reminded me of it, and I'm sure all of Duval mm-hmm. thought the same thing when you said, "If you hold the Chiefs 17 points, you got a chance to win got it." Chance. 17 10 there, 17 9 here. Absolutely, same exact situation where you felt like you had a chance. Uh, and look, we're gonna carve it up all the different ways. But uh, what did you like about yesterday? What did you hate about yesterday? You can come at it from a Jaguar point of view. You can come at it just from a football fan's point of view. Uh, is Mahomes a machine? He's starting to look at that's for sure. Four of the last five Chiefs will be there. So you guys hit it six four one ten ten. You can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures or join us on uh, YouTube. You can search ten ten XL and offer up a comment there. This is the Yahoo pop off chat line. Yahoo! So six rushing plays to the running backs for the Baltimore Ravens. I quote tweeted it at one point and said, is Press Taylor calling the plays in Baltimore? Because, man, this kind of looks a little familiar. You can blame their Press Taylor as much as anything. Their offensive coordinator is Todd Munkin. Who I have been raving about, by the way, all season. He's uh, been tremendous. Look, I'm a fan, uh, and I felt like he did an unbelievable job this year with Lamar and getting him to – like we said, not just yeah. take off and run, but keep the body healthy and be able to go down the field. Well, here's – I mean, they dropped back – I was listening to – they dropped back 82% of the time. It's, it was almost like the offensive coordinator was saying is that my MVP is better than yours. That's it was happens, it, that, 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 Listen, I, you're not comparing notes here. You're not comparing – I just felt like in the game plan was like – they were like comparing notes. It looked like Monkling was saying this stuff – you know, I'm going to show you that Lamar is better than Patrick Mahomes. When that wasn't the game play, that wasn't their style of play the whole season. So why would you do it in the AFC Championship game? Stay to your premise. Stay to who you are. You, who you are is a run ball. You run the ball. Be physical. All right. Play action. Lamar takes shots down the field. Lamar uses his leg every once in a while. He's dropping back half the more than half the time in the game. And then I mean, what's his name? Um, Spagnola, the defensive coordinator, oh my he gosh. called a masterful game. He just Blitz. kept, he just Blitz. blissed them, blissed Blitz. them. Five, six, coming at it all the time. Different angles, different courses. And, and it confused Lamar, to be quite honest with you. And, and Matt, I said it during the game, Mahomes make you crazy. Mahomes make you crazy. I mean, he's just, he makes you take extra chances that aren't necessary. It's true. I mean, we all knew you go into the game knowing he's the best player in the league, and it's not even close, like by far. By far and away, the it's best player. It's sickening in the right now. So, <clears throat> and that's and I understand all of that, but I want to know why we just quickly glossed over the Lions. Mm-hmm. I know they're your well, team. We're okay? going to keep going. We got three hours. We, we're not going to just your dispatch. Team, but yeah, yeah. That was an epic meltdown of yeah. like rare proportions. Seriously, twenty-four to and, seven. And 
at the top of the list clearly are the two decisions to not kick the field goal by yeah by your head coach, okay? There were so many other little coach. issues, okay? So many other little issues. I did open with damn Dan. Okay, so <laughs> including I mean Reynolds, those two drops, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Those two drops of your alliance van as much as Campbell's decisions. You're like, "Wow." I mean, I'll put it Jameer to you Gibbs, way. you could understand the fumble. It was a bad handoff. There was his arms weren't right. He didn't have his arms set the right way. There was all kind of problems there, okay? But man, you got to catch that ball. Mm-hmm. If you have two hands on the ball, you got to catch it. Yeah, the, like, the fourth down throw was a little more difficult to t- catch, but he should have caught it. The third down throw, when they were literally bleeding out in the game, they had to have the first down. Right in his gut, in his and he drops it. In his miss. And the other thing is, is uh, I'm trying to remember, I believe, I, I wish I knew who it was on the sidelines. Anyway, they were telling him that he was not catching with his hands, that he was letting, he was trying to catch it with his body, and it got him. So there are four candidates for poster childs for L's, okay, in these two games. Poster childs for L's. Zay Flowers. Oh. Zay Flowers. I have a defense of that. And, but and, he's trying and, to make a play. I don't uh, mind that. Okay. Zay make a Flowers play. also, okay. at that point, they had 116 receiving yards. He had 97 yeah. of them. Oh, yeah, listen. They was, are not in the game. He was trying man. to get in the end zone. I don't have a problem with no, that. No, no, I'm, no, I'm talking about, I'm talking about the, the, I'm talking about the taunting call. Yeah, that yeah. was bad. Yeah, I'm just talking about poster child. That was stupid. Okay, because if you first off, the Baltimore team as a whole melted down. Look at the penalties they gave to the Chiefs before the half that allowed them to, at the very least, get to 10 and ultimately take control of the game. That was just really immature, lacking discipline type of stuff from a number of different guys, including Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen. They're all pro guys. And then in the second half, Flowers loses it. A couple of other guys lose it. And you can easily argue Lamar throwing into triple coverage, Zay with the with the PI, and then obviously trying to make a play, but he fumbles it. Todd Munkin with the with the game plan, mm-hmm. and then you go to the San Francisco Dan's decisions to go for it, to keep going yeah. for it, and then like Matt mentioned, or to not the go drops. for it at the end of the first half. If yeah. you're gonna if you're gonna go for it in those situations in the second half, why would you not have gone for it? At the goal yeah. line, right yeah. there at the end of the first yeah. half. And so, look. Because you, guys, you don't put the team in a bad situation because yeah. they don't get the ball back. Yeah, I was okay. And, look, we've all argued about these fourth down decisions going into the into the locker room. And I was all for Doug when he went for it after the big play that Zay Jones made inside the five. Well, they, didn't, they weren't organized. They didn't do a good job of it. But the Detroit Lions have gone for it on fourth down a bunch and have been successful. The numbers say so. 20 of 25. Fourth or three, fourth and three or less, they go for it and they win eighty percent of the time. Right. Those games weren't the NFC Championship game. Yeah, and, and by the way, look, I, I I don't even have a problem. You're up big, you go in the locker room, you get your field goal, you get your points, you make them think about it instead of you think about it. But in the second it's half, two scores to three scores bro, is what it is. The, yeah. the, the, we're the talking, bad ones when they're down three yeah, when you're and talking, it's like you, a forty-eight yarder with yeah. ten minutes left, and it's like fourth and three. You got to kick there. And also on the last drive, which you guys haven't brought up yet. They wasted so much time oh, knowing stupid. they have Dude. to get the ball when back, up, and then they you can't it on get an onside down. kick anymore. When like, you're that's up not a fourteen thing. in the second half, and you can go up to up beyond two scores, yeah, to seventeen, right. yeah, I, that one too. Kick the field both goal, of them, man. Both of them. Yeah. And, you know, so, like I said, 
I love Dan Campbell's aggressiveness, his personality, what he's built in Detroit, not just this year, but the time that he's been up there. And he is always going to be that guy. But at the same time, be aware of what's at stake. You know how hard it is mm-hmm. to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Be aware of what's at stake. So yeah. let me read the quote because, Leon, I know you appreciate this, and I appreciate this for everything that went wrong yesterday from Dan mm-hmm. Campbell after the game. This may have been our only shot. It's going to be twice as hard to get back to this point next year. Compare that to this team in this town losing to the Chiefs last year Mm -hmm. and saying, you know what? It stinks. It stings. It's going to sting for a while, but we will be back. Mm -hmm. And and do we believe they'll be back eventually, perhaps? But that realization of, guess what? You came up this close. Mm -hmm. You got to do it all again. Oh, and now you're going to have an even more difficult schedule because you won your division. Mm -hmm. You know how hard. Well, yeah. I mean, listen, I have a fond appreciation for getting to the championship game. Now, now at one particular time in my career, I had gone to three straight, two in Pittsburgh and here one in Jacksonville, 94, 95, 96. Mm -hmm. Only made one Super Bowl. So I understand it's hard to get back, especially because a lot has to happen for you. You got to get lucky, all right? Ball's got to bounce your way. The football guys have got to bounce your way. You got to stay healthy. You absolutely got to stay healthy, and you got to have you got to have some continuity within the locker room on the field. All that stuff has got to mesh in. I don't, it's like a like a nice pot of gumbo. Mm-hmm. All right, it's like a nice pot of gumbo. You're right. You need okra you, in there. You even need though okra you're not in there. Sure I know like you. Okra. I know you don't like okra, but you got to have the okra and you got those some hot sauce in there. But you got to have a nice pot of gumbo, and it's hard to get back. That that Detroit line. Listen, they're going to be good for a very long time because I'm going to tell you why. They manhandled the 49ers. Oh my that doesn't God. happen. I used to call the 49ers the boogeyman. No longer. All right? The, the Detroit Lions up front, when they were up 14-0, I saw holes in that line of scrimmage that was opened up by the offensive line that were beautiful. I'm talking about double teams. I'm talking about – and I'm talking about Panay Sue. He's going to be a dog. He yep. is a dog. And that was against Bosa. That was against Armstead, Bosa. Young, yeah. et cetera. Listen, the only time he ever got he got pressure, bro, Bosa got pressure on him is when he got a chip. He Bosa got a cheap sack on him and because he, he set he set and then he saw a linebacker coming and he came inside and Bosa came around and made a sack. But he one on one against Bosa, he did not get a sack on him. And you Absolutely know, everything was so glorious. Mm-hmm. Everything was going so great for Ben Johnson, the play caller. He was going to get the job off of this, and everything was going to be great. Then they decided to run the football late and just waste everything. But he had Panay Sewell motion mm-hmm. on a play. I saw that. It was just, it was, it was just gorgeous. Didn't I see him in a route doing. one particular yes, time? Yes, yeah, yeah, wide open. A tight end. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. what and I here's the crazy part because Bo Valentine at one point looks at me and goes, "You know, the Lions go to throw a screen pass." Goes for 13 yards. Mm-hmm. The Jaguars line up, try to execute the same exact screen pass. No, never more than two yards this yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it, part uh, of it is mm-hmm. getting your linemen out of <clears throat> the line of scrimmage and getting them out into space. So, Leon, can you break that down? Like, what what is the biggest hurdle that a Penny Sewell or any offensive lineman coming from their stance along mm-hmm. the along the line of scrimmage yeah. to then get out into space? What maybe prohibits? A Jaguars offensive lineman from getting out there versus Penay Sewell makes it look easy. Well, for one, you, you, Penay Sewell is a, is a straight up dog. He's a PIMP. All right, he got he's got good balance. He's got good hips. He, he stays low and he's fast. I mean, that's what you need. If, if you for them to trust him to pull out in space so much, yep. that means that he he's a hell of an athlete. I mean, yeah. he's a hell of an he's athlete. Coming off, because he's, he's coming he's off because he's got to he's got to come off the defender. He's got to move in space. And then he's got to adjust his body because you got to remember when you're in space like that, you're going up against mass majority of the time you got linebackers, corners, and safeties. And those guys don't want to get hit. And you, he's got to move his body and get it in a position to where he makes a play. And then the guy the guy that's running the ball, you know, feeds off of that. So, I mean, 
those are the kind of guys you got draft. I mean, I, I think now he's not putting a suit, but I think Anton Harrison has those those same credentials. Mm-hmm. His ability to get out in the space. He's very athletic. He's good with his feet or whatever. So he has the potential, but he's not on the same level as a Panesu. Panesu is a guy that's going to be a five, six, seven year. Well, all another, pro. Uh, another, I guess, feather in the cap for the Lions that you should give a nod to Brad Holmes and what he's done up there mm-hmm. is putting drafting Panesu that high yeah. and putting him at right tackle mm-hmm. and and not being afraid mm-hmm. and, and the fact that they just have money money players across that entire line of scrimmage. Yeah, but and Nesu, you go down the line. But Nesu is the best right tackle in the league right now. Yeah. The best. And they were not afraid no, to, no, go, no. to go high in the draft. Remember, you can go back and look at those drafts and everyone was arguing about who should be what. Nah, he's going to play right tackle. You're not going to draft him that high. Mm-hmm. Well, everything that they've done, at least, and by the way, uh, hey, Trent Baalke, if you are listening, uh, they did have four rookies that made impact this year uh, on the Lions team. That actually can happen. Rookies making impact. Uh, and Panay Sewell is not a rookie, but he has proven that once they drafted him, they like you said, they plugged him right in, mm-hmm. and you can go down the line with all the other guys that they've had uh, up there up front. Now, we're going to talk about these two teams, and then we're obviously going to tie it back to Jacksonville, and th- this team was in it. This team was in the discussion a year ago. As we just said, after they lost to Kansas City, they said, you know what, we've arrived, or at least they had the feeling that they've arrived. The Mahomes magic is undeniable. Undeniable. You had the two best defenses in the National Football League going toe-to-toe, ready to just slug it out, and Pat Mahomes made Baltimore's defense, for the most part, look ordinary. How in the hell does this guy complete, what was it, 16 of 17 passes to start this bad boy off? 11 in a row. Yeah, 11 straight. It was just it's like surgical. What am, yeah, what am I seeing? Okay, what aren't you doing, Mike McDonald? Because the one thing that I thought was the separator is that Mahomes hadn't faced McDonald. Well, guess what? McDonald ain't faced Mahomes. So I tweeted rah, before the game was over at 538 yesterday with 747 votes cast. The Chiefs are inching closer and closer to A, Patriots level of annoying, B, Warriors level of annoying, and with 747 votes cast, 76% said the Patriots. Mm-hmm. You can't deny if they're if they're to go on to win three Super Bowls in five years, mm-hmm. there's only one team in mm. recent Lombardi Trophy history, Super Bowl era history. Well, the, they're the last team to, to win three of four. So they did it mm-hmm. in a shorter amount of time. But yeah, three. I mean, but for some injuries decade? on the offensive line, I mean, even more. So here's what's amazing, man. Bucks won that. I mean, I, obviously yeah. the Bucks beat them badly, but they had a they literally had a college offensive line out there in that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but what's amazing is what Baltimore's defense couldn't do to that suspect offensive line, especially the tackles. Yeah, they got two of the worst tackles in the playoffs right now. Two of the worst, and they couldn't get any pressure. No, they could absolutely not get any pressure. I mean, and they even and the commentator during the game said when Jawan Taylor had that. I was gonna the, say you're gonna get on Jawan. Like oh, that, I'm man? just telling. I'm telling facts. He did have his one penalty. Yeah. yeah, he had the one penalty, but he said he was the most penalized offensive lineman in the NFL two years in a row. Mm-hmm. You know what <laughs> else he's going to have? He's going to have another Super Bowl ring. He's going to have a ring. Another Super Bowl ring. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're early lean. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? I'm done with JJ on my shoulder, little JJ. Believe me, it's. Yeah, well, you're never betting against Mahomes. This has got to be honestly. This has got to be one of the games 
where you said, how does he do it, or he's not ever going to be beaten type of feeling, and you guys can let us know what you, what you were thinking. Yet the line went up to four and a half. Yeah. It, it looked like it I was, was like, what is yeah. happening? Am I the only one who watches football anymore? And so I happily took uh, my teaser bet, which we talked about a bunch, and, and, and was extremely happy with that. But it's just so funny because people just keep – now they looked at the Joe Tooney uh, – injury and they That's start the thing people get too inside oh, on this yeah, stuff yeah. it's yeah, like they do. hey they do. and it was a problem they had good pressure in the middle who struggles to pass the ball and who's won a playoff game against Tannehill and a rookie in his career yeah. the other one like never loses ever he's like yeah. potentially the greatest quarterback ever well that, I, that's that, all I need to know man yeah. I don't care about the guard or this or that no, it's like look, we, I, we look way too into this football is decided most of the time what by the quarterback. Care about the guard a little bit. Yeah. Bro. I'm yeah. just saying, when when a quarterback <laughs> is that I mean, much better than the opponent, it doesn't matter. Yeah, best quarterback. He's so much better than everybody else, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah in the Lions Niners game, you can talk about stuff like that because it does matter. Man, I don't care. If we're talking about the Chiefs, I'm rolling with Mahomes yeah. always. Well, this is uh, straight. Uh, quarterback love uh, from JJ that rivals Matt's love for really. You I don't understand why name people here, don't like him. No, he, I, he's like super likable. He never yes. does any off the field stuff. No, look, like, look. and he's fun as hell to watch. Like he's I said, Brady ish. Is, that's why people don't like him. But yeah. Brady was annoying. Like Brady. No, he Brady wasn't. wasn't. He wasn't. He, he did the exact same thing you just you're said. You're right, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. I, he he was the exact same guy. You know what, people, I, I guess people, in interviews, I feel like Mahomes yeah, to me seems uh, like more likable than Brady. Well. People are offended by greatness instead of just appreciating it. True. Yeah. I didn't like Brady to start out, I, but the older he got, the more I respected I, him. I and, just appreciate it now. Right? Yeah, exactly. I, I've given up. I'm never betting against Patrick Mahomes ever again. Yeah, but Brady also had – by the way, were, guess what? There he was is other an underdog little, again. There were also other little tentacles around Brady, the cheating scandal, Belichick, who you hate. There was all other things there was around the Oakland it. Raiders game. Well, it's not yeah, so much with Tuck rules. Not, there right. is so it's much so stuff much about Mahomes. the Patriots very, that you could hate. Mahomes is very clean, I guess. Well, is the well, best I, don't, way to say. well I don't know about clean. Well, I mean, I mean, Taylor clean Swift as is in. Annoying <laughs> well, that's a new Taylor's one. annoying. Annoying. Right, but he has no. I want to put hot sauce in my eyes every time I see it. Nothing he can do about that, bro. Really? Really? There's nothing you can do about it? I mean, really? I guess he could. I guess you could tell Kelsey, hey, man, get your woman out of here. Yeah. And by she, the way, if, if Mahomes did say she's not allowed in the stadium, he would never she say wouldn't it. be allowed. They were in. Well, here's the thing. Travis Kelsey would ensure she wouldn't be there, just like he ensured Justin Tucker was not in the area that. that Patrick Mahomes wanted to warm up and was yeah. like, I'm going to bully you out of here. It doesn't matter. You're a future Hall of Famer. The kicker, really? Kicker. Yes, oh, because that's notice- the area that Patrick likes to warm up, so I'm going to yeah. bully you like I'm on the playground. Yeah. And you notice there were well, separate boxes for Taylor and Brittany, that they they oh there were yeah, oh, yeah there were separate ones. Well, so, they walked in together. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but 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 the bottom line is is that that's that sidebar that won't go away, which mm-hmm. has now lead uh, led to many contra uh, controversial discussions, conspiracy theories that the NFL so badly wants Taylor Swift to be at the Super Bowl that they will do anything to get her there, which is just a really your high type of conversation mm-hmm. because the Super Bowl is watched by. Everyone, basically, yeah. they don't need Taylor Swift to show up to get eyeballs on the Super Bowl. But the bottom line is, is that there are now enemies against Kansas City, enemies against the kingdom because of Taylor Swift. But back to the Mahomes part. Yes, you, you all you can do is just marvel, just watch and marvel. But it doesn't I, I don't mind having a little hate, having to want to see him struggle, go down or whatever. 
but he is one bad son of a gun on the football field. So let me elaborate on that poll that I posted because a couple of you are asking, like, what's the difference between Patriots-level annoying, Warriors-level annoying? The Warriors, I feel like so many of us became indifferent to after they added Kevin Durant, and it was like, well, like, how are we supposed to compete with them now? That's when people really hated them. Correct. People liked Steph. Correct. Which people, and then they started to develop a Steph hate. They, right, which people... Oh, he chews yeah. on his mouthpiece. Yeah. Is yeah. that... It, <laughs> right, and it, is that the point we're at with Mahomes versus... Uh, you know what it is? It's mouthpiece versus this. No, no, no. When he's got <laughs> his hands oh up, God, no. You can see it. I think, yeah. I think people... I know, it cracks me up. I think people hate the shimmy. You know how he shimmies oh, yeah. down the court. Oh, I hate and do it, dude. Yeah, if you do can do it. But yeah. when he was, you know, up For and coming... For our listeners, by the way, Joe is doing... Yeah. When Mahomes has yeah. his hands up yeah. and he's like hurrying people to him. Rushing to me, yes. But when mm. Steph Curry first comes into the league, the Warriors mm. are a perennial cellar dweller at that point. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. they make the NBA Finals in 2015. Everybody's like, man, this is a great, fun story. Versus maybe it was that way the first two years with Tom Brady, but it quickly dissolved into, oh, my God, all they do is yeah. win. It, I'm over so, this. And like, then all the, the, the scandals that also surround it. My Laker love would never really allow me to Whoa. enjoy Steph. <laughs> But you couldn't come away. Like, I'll never forget Mark Jackson saying this is the best backcourt duo in the history of the NBA. And I'm mm-hmm. looking at him like, you're a crazy. And, and obviously, Thompson and Curry proved to be so. And then so many other great things came out of that. Uh, but, yeah, I still hate it. And what? that's where you, like, look at Steph and Clay, And, mm-hmm. like, yes, it's annoying that they win so much. But you're like, man, it's kind of hard to hate them. Have and we then Draymond, Draymond helped you and then Draymond, right? They had a villain. So where yeah. where is Travis Kelsey in that equation? Because for the, for the past three or four years – I think we were okay. People love Kelsey up until now. Right. And so that's why I posed the question of Patriots, Warriors, at what juncture are we at with the Chiefs? Because I think you are starting to see the turning of the tide. Like people loved Gronk. Nobody hated Gronk. Even if you hated the Pats. Yeah, you had to love him. Nobody hated Gronk. Here's the other one. Uh, Back to Matt's point. Uh, Belly, you could easily hate him. Andy Reid? Nobody hates Andy Reid. What's not to love? He's Santa. He's jolly. He's He's jolly. He jiggles, all that kind of stuff. Chris, Chris Jones was picking him up, and everything yeah, was Yeah, everything was moving. Oh I was like, God. please right, stop so. it. We have a NASCAR analogy <laughs> yeah. on the text everything line brought to you by moving. Lifetime Enclosures. Yeah. Uh, according to 505 for you uh, racing fans out there, Mahomes reminds me of Jimmy Johnson from NASCAR when he was on his run. Nice guy, does everything right, wins too much. Yeah. When it's the same guy in the same team every year, it gets old no matter what the sport is. Well, well the, other, the other NASCAR would be the Intimidator, and yeah. people hated Earnhardt, but you had to recognize what he did. He well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The odds are against the Chiefs. There's 31 other teams out there. Yeah. Find a way to win. Yeah. And this is like yeah. the worst Chiefs team we've seen Ever. since yes. he's played. Best defense, though. Best defense. Defense, yeah, defense. And yet look unbeatable. Wait, yeah. what odds are against the Chiefs? I'm not sure. Oh, everybody else. Everybody else has a shot to beat them. I mean, okay. find a, find a way to beat you know, them. Are you ready? Right? Huh? They still have Mahomes. Yeah, no. What look, I'm saying that is that like people getting upset. The odds well, people saying they get the upset Chiefs. because the Chiefs win all the time. <laughs> then there's all these teams yeah. out here that could potentially beat them. They're go beat them. Go beat them. Yeah, and but look at can. the teams. I know they can. Look at the teams. <laughs> they got the king, the goat. They do. They have the. They're the evil. Empire. Listen, the Niners are favored to win. Yeah, a point. I want you to right know that now. they're not yeah. going to win. That's what I said. Mahomes is an underdog once again. And go look at the teams that beat Mahomes this year. Talk about a head scratcher. That'll make you take a roll, Aids. All right, so we got much to get into. Mokama Beer Company Monday. You enjoy coffee every single day of the week right there in their tap room on South 8th Street, Fernandina Beach, and their brand-new Wild Light location. You can also find their great craft 
Tuesday through Sunday at those locations and also on the shelves at ABC or Total. So make sure you're craving some good craft. This is a local. Check out Mokama Beer Company. Jackson to Flowers. He dives. The ball came out. It's recovered by Kansas City. Did the ball come out before he broke the plane? I think you're right. They're calling it a touchback and recovery on the field. He gets the protection. He goes long and on his back to ice it is Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Mondays on XL Primetime, brought to you by Mokama. Check out their great craft in the tap room in Fernandina Beach. Look, there's, there's going to be a lot of hate towards the Kansas City Chiefs barreling towards their third Super Bowl title in five years today. There's also a lot of disdain for the Tony Romo-Jim Nance pairing. Have you guys been seeing this? I think there might be disdain. Oh. Like, he doesn't say that to Jimmy anymore, okay? It's there might the be same. disdain in the booth. What happened? Mm, Just because Greg Olson happens. and Burkhart are like the cream of the crop all of a sudden and the toast of the town? By the way, mm. Greg Olson said a couple things last in the, in the call that stuck with me that rang true. And he was spot on as far as the decisions that Ben Johnson and Dan Campbell make. He said they throw behind the sticks on third down. They run more often when it's a, a, a pass play. The, the play down a distance demands that you throw the ball. They run it. Anyway, it was ringing true, ringing true, ringing true, and then they blow it. Right. Well, he also, he also kept saying that it was the right move by Campbell, both those fourth down mm-hmm. calls. Mm-hmm. No, Greg, it wasn't the right mm-hmm. move. Okay? No, it wasn't. You, it, with those two field goals, they're leading the game at that point. With yeah. one of them, the game's tied. Yeah, exactly. That's the mm. crucial one. The fourth quarter decision not to kick it was a dumb decision. All I know is the criticism I saw from some sports media columnists nationally with regards to Romo and Nance was that Romo and Nance refused, refused, quote-unquote, to address Nick Allegretti stepping in for Joe Thune and the offensive line for the Kansas City Chiefs not missing a beat because – and I quote this from Andrew Marchand of the New York Post, Nance and Romo don't do that, despite CBS executives wanting more talk of trench play, line play, how it's important. And I saw that, and I thought of you, Leon. Is that offend you, Leon? A little bit. I thought of you. I got annoyed a little bit. I thought of you. Did you? You were in the bar smoking cigars. I was smoking cigars. You weren't even listening to the I was entrenched. I was absolutely entrenched. Does it upset you, though, if a broadcaster refuses to acknowledge the importance of the trenches? Well, I mean, listen, given the pressures and, and he was sacking the quarterback, then they wouldn't have made an issue about, you know, the adjustments that was made at the left guard position. But that the Chiefs don't have that kind of problem. That's really you know the why? problem because, with O-line in because general. Because they develop their players, you know. So you can move all pro, I and mean, he's hurt, and send them down for the AFC championship game and bring in a guy who was what? He was a what, fifth, sixth, But seventh? he did struggle. Oh, yeah. They who have pressure up the middle. There's yeah. no doubt they did. But the problem is who doesn't? they have Mahomes back there. Yeah, true. I mean, He just you, moves in the pocket and finds an extra was, half listen, second, pl- second, and makes yeah, a throw. That was still listen. a team that had dominated defensively. Yeah. And they could, they yeah. did get to Pat Mahomes for a little saucy. Pat Mahomes, only quarterback in NFL playoff history, which is hard. What, what am I going to say? Hard to believe. Bull crap. It's, it's easy to believe when you talk about Mahomes. Only quarterback in NFL player his playoff history without a turnover or a sack in three straight playoff games. Saucy he, nubs. He, he was sacked yesterday, but that's only because there were limited liabilities. He made up for him he, once again He for the moves most in the pocket like yeah. no one ever has yeah. in the history of the sport. It took him ever. forever so, to get him down. It's unbelievable. He's got two of, the, two of the, I can't say worse, but two of the most inconsistent. Inconsistent. 
uh, offensive tackles that play in the playoffs. I'm just telling you. Juwan's no longer and, here. You're still killing him. I'm not killing him. I'm just saying, at any given time, they <laughs> can come, they can, at any given time, they can, they can break your heart. I actually thought Juwan played pretty well yesterday. He did. He didn't he have did. any penalties. He didn't. He had one. He yeah. did have well, one. Oh, he did he have one. one. He did uh, one. You know. The only reason why I know he for had him that, one. For him, that's like a handicap, it so it's basically zero. The only reason why I know that he had one, because when he got the penalty, they they preferenced the fact that right. he's the most penalized right. offensive lineman in the NFL two years in a row. There was was it the uh, there was the All Pro guard that got two holdings yeah, back to Trey back. Smith. Yeah, Trey Smith. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was potentially a yeah. game changing play. But then Mahomes is so good that he still gets the yardage to get the field goal right before half. Like those mm -hmm. kind of plays, well, they don't show up in the box score. Nobody talks about them, but like. That goes from a humongous penalty to, oh, uh, we don't really talk about it because Mahomes still ended up getting the field goal right before half. They yes. go up by 10, and they go up by 10 realizing Lamar's never going to come back on us. We can. They basically ran the clock every time they had the oh, ball in the second half. half. They, definitely they, sat, joke. they sat back. They had no respect yeah. for Lamar yesterday. Their defense won. Well, their mind won over Baltimore. Yeah. Really. Well, I mean, it, mind it, it and will. I mean – I hate the part because Lamar had to go win the game. I mean, their, their team is not built. I mean, their team is built behind the preference of Lamar doing what he does, all right? But if you watch the Baltimore Ravens, when I saw them decimate all the good teams, Detroit, the 49ers, all those teams, they ran the ball. They physically beat them up. If you saw that 49er game, they physically beat up the 49ers. Yeah. I mean, up that's front, they got out. That's what I thought was going to happen. For whatever reason, Munkin said, okay – I, my quarterback is better than your quarterback, and we're going to show you how. Why? Yeah. Just stick to stick to your game plan. It, 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 You're remember, not Ali. Be Frazier. Yeah, exactly. Remember be the Frazier. stat. Just muck it up. Remember the stat we threw out going into this game? The <laughs> Baltimore Ravens, Lamar leading the way, yeah. had beaten their last four teams by 14 points or more. Mahomes, in his entire postseason career, had not lost by 14 points or more. But, mm -hmm. Or his entire career, but more than – Four times. That was it. Four times in his entire career he had lost by 14 points or more. And once that was in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, from the AFC championship game to the NFC, I have a special reading, especially because so many of you on the text line have already sounded off about this one player. JJ, if you could please cue the world's smallest violin. You won't find tears in Detroit. If you want excuses, you won't hear them coming from Ford Field. As hard as today's loss was, it is not a definition of the Detroit Lions culture. It is the city's perseverance of hardworking people is what makes this state great. A city born in steel, diesel, and blood will not let a moment like this hold them back. A moment that Michigan men don't shy away from. You take a look at these college boys down the road. It took them a couple trips to hell and disappointment, all to bring glory back to Michigan. Greatness is a journey, not a light switch. Together, we will restore the roar. Romans 5-3-4 says, any guesses who this is, Leon Searcy? Mm. When he said Michigan men, that might have given it away. Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. It's, it's not Jimmy. Eminem. Not Eminem. Not Eminem. Oh, my God. Barry Gordon. That would be one Aiden Hutchinson of oh, zero okay. tackles and God. zero sacks in yesterday's wow. NFC Championship game. George well, Kittle had him in a blender, so did he, Trent Williams. He says all that, then he gets in his electric car and drives off. Yeah, but don't forget, Aiden Hutchinson, when he came into this game. Oh, he drives a Ford. Oh, okay. Just, <laughs> when he came into this game, he was right there. He was actually ahead of Nick Bosa in quarterback pressure, 79 oh, okay. for the season. Led the National Football League. So they figured we got to do something and deal with him 
which obviously opened up the door for Houston and a few of those other they guys. They put the tight end on him, and the yeah. tight end had him in a blender. Yeah. He had two, uh, like, knockdowns in the first couple drives, mm-hmm. and then that was that was pretty much the last I saw Yeah, he struggled. Him. Listen, I, I saw him on the, on, uh, on Trent, Trent, um, Trent Williams' side a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Not pretty. <laughs> well, that's anybody too. I mean, I'm just saying. Everybody's going to look. You ever been taking the class? Right. You ever been right. taking I, the school before? I am yeah. sensing. Yeah. I don't know. The Green Bay Packers last week they were able to sneak yeah. past Trent Williams. Yeah. I, I don't know if Jags fans should be able to do like a dance on like Hutchinson's grave when they just went to the NFC. Well, why are they dancing? Yeah. On that's, what, anyway. that's what Duval's doing. They're like, they're reveling. He's the better player. It's not even close. Yeah, yeah. It, honestly. The Giants guy's better than Trayvon, too. Yeah, he's, a t- he's, he's a ton better Tibido. right now. Te- technician, uh, overall results, he like I said. He was getting chipped all game yesterday, Well, too, the Jags man. players are in the resort right now watching the game mm-hmm. while they were playing, so it's yeah. different. Yeah, and so you can have fun, uh, revel in what Duval, you think. Not what I call them. Yeah. You all. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but that's what, like, losers do. Losers, like, complain about how, well, that guy's – now look at him. Look how bad he was. Yeah. Uh, Our guy it, doesn't look so bad now. Yeah, all, all like, just all, go be a loser somewhere else, man. Yeah, all in all, the first and second year guys the Detroit Lions have had and contributions they've got from them, it has been special up there in Motown. It really has. And who knows where they're going, but they've been able to also pull in free agents and get more out of them too. Like I said, Brad Holmes, uh, Trent Balky, take a page, bro. Pay attention to what's going on up there because they were able to take – with that deal with Matt Stafford, take those first-round picks and turn them into magic, mm-hmm. turn them into something that instantly just add water type of players. And this football team wasn't able to do that when they had two plus, extra first-round draft picks for getting Jalen. I mean, plus, plus that, the, the Detroit team is a mirror image of their coach, man. I mean, they play bully ball. Yeah. I, I mean, on both sides of the ball. I mean, they get after it pretty good. I mean, their offensive line is is elite. Absolutely. And not, not, not people saying golf golf had a hell of a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of those throws they made down the stretch. I mean, if the receivers had any hands, they were playing like they had their hands in their pocket half the time. And so you catch some of those balls, you know, then we're not even having this conversation. Yeah, you, now, do you think they'll be back? I, I, I think. Like in a three-year if the, span. If they, keep them, if they keep the core team together, uh, what I, I, I'm not sure if they're going to get back to the championship, but I, I think they're going to be – they're going to be a team that they're going to have to tassel with for the next mm-hmm. couple of years. Because that was Hutchinson's thing that we were just making fun of is that we'll be back, which everybody honestly a lot of times you're not back. Yeah, everybody right. does. That's why I was so happy that Dan Campbell said it post game yesterday. Mm-hmm. It ain't easy. No. Exactly. no it's not. That's the reality of it. Dan Marino's the classic case. Get there, we'll be back. Never got back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so 2017 it, Jags. Yeah, it, it just is not easy. And everyone thinks that that's that natural progression. It ain't. Sometimes you are just fodder for the other one. And take a look at the guys that have, that Pat Mahomes has had to go through to get where he's at. And right now the Bills are fodder. Jaguars Everyone's are fodder, fodder Everyone for Mahomes is. right now. Yeah, exactly. Right. The only guy That's... that can claim he has any success over him is Joey Burrow. That's well, it. Tom Brady. Yeah, he's well, yeah Tommy. And by the way, Mahomes had Tom Brady beat. It was D. Ford that put Tom Brady the in the, in the one, New yeah. England Patriots one, in right, that right, in that right. Super Bowl, yep. uh, which is just crazy. Now let's get to the other guy. We got the quarterback whisperer coming up. Brock Purdy did some things in the second half of this game that need to be recognized because when he felt pressure, he took off. He made plays. He looks as uh, pedestrian uh, when you just look at him like, oh, bro, just go sit in the corner. I mean, that's the face that he's got. But this guy is a fighter a baller, a playmaker, and we didn't see him make too many plays with his legs, Leon, during the regular season. 
Second half of that game, I believe he was 13 of 16 and ran for close to 50 yards. Yeah, I mean, listen, whatever you want to say about him, I mean, he, he's in the Super Bowl. I mean, he's no longer in the class. I was hearing about this earlier, the Dak Prescott's, Kirk Cousins, Justin Herbert's, uh, the Tua's, all those kind of – he made the Super Bowl. Whatever the system is, whatever, whatever's around him, they say he's a system player, but – I mean, the guys you just named—they all have pretty good talent around them. They too, got right? pretty good talent around them too, and they, mm-hmm. they've yet to make it to a Super Bowl. Yeah, those are guys that you know they 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 bunched them in with. They say he's a good he's a good manager. He's got good team around. He's got guys around him, whatever. But yesterday too, I mean, he made some plays with his legs. I mean, some of those throws, those the timing throws that he made, I mean, they were outstanding. I mean, you 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 don't have you don't have a quarterback like that lead you to a Super Bowl if he if he not if he's not making plays. And his, how do you instinctually, find, he made plays with his legs, with his arm. I mean, he's got to get credit for that. Yeah. How do you find a fullback with toe drag swag? Who does that? Uh, like, like their guy. It was just crazy. It is. Uh, and the other guys, the, you have to have some luck in the Brandon Ayuk play, mm-hmm. rolling over the the defender, knowing the flag had already come out with a pi. As crazy as it was, there still was a pi call coming, so it would have netted that same amount of yards, but still. You gotta have some luck. Oh, they picked, up they picked it up. They yeah. picked it up. Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, but would they have? Yeah, exactly. Because uh, hey, my only point is, is that if, if he anything, didn't, I pushed off in that play too. Yeah, my only point is, if he didn't catch the ball, it was still a pi flag, mm-hmm. and that yeah, would. And you never know. Yeah. What, no, no. Yeah, I mean, they literally said there was no yeah. interference. Yeah. Is what they said. After, After though, the like these guys, no, come dude, on, man. come on, Stop Matt, it. you're not that Stop naive. Because he did pull. You know on. how these refs yeah. are, yeah. man. Stop. Yeah. Anyway, the the point is, is that you have to have some luck. And so, even if Matt's right, and they were gonna, or they were gonna stay with the idea that it was not pi, that was a big, big play in the game. Philosophically, what I want to talk about is Kyle Shanahan three weeks ago, mm-hmm. with his team down two scores at halftime. I think that was the the stat. Two mm-hmm. scores at halftime was like oh. And 50-something, or 0-40-something, since he has been the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. Part of that, at least in its current iteration, is because they build leads based off their run game. Mm -hmm. And they are able to sit on that lead, utilize Christian McCaffrey, utilize that quick screen game, and largely sit on leads, extend them. They struggle to play from behind because that is what puts all the pressure on the quarterback position. Now you are asking Brock Purdy to take the game over. In the last two weeks, they've been down at halftime, two scores. come back twice. And they have found a way back. And that's where I want to contrast that to the Baltimore Ravens. My cousin, who is a musical theater major, is a music teacher in New Jersey, doesn't loves to watch football, doesn't understand a lot of football. And she texted me midway through the third quarter, and she goes, why on earth are the Ravens not running it? They're only down 10. That's their bread and butter, isn't it? And that is where I think Kyle Shanahan deserves all his flowers. He could have panicked. He could have said, Brock, you need to take over the game. You need to be throwing. No, we're still going to run it. We're going to utilize Brock's legs, too, when he needs to. And that's where I I cannot commend the San Francisco 49ers enough for not losing their identity when they found themselves down at half because it would have been very easy to drop back play after play after play, and they refused to do so. They said, we are still going to run the ball. When when the Chiefs were rushing four and dropping seven, I mean, Lamar's got to run at that point. Yeah, That, too. He can't just stand back there and just say, wait, 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 wait. Somebody's got to get open. Well, the way the defense was set up, it was impossible for him to get out of the pocket. They were rushing, like, to not get to him. They were, like, standing up. You're also – Right, you're not moving anywhere. We're staying very – I get all that, but he's also Lamar Jackson. He can find a way around that, number one. Number two, there's an easy way to deal with that. It's called four verticals. Mm -hmm. And then they got to – defense has to stretch to cover. 
All he's got to do is probably make one guy miss on the defensive line. He's running for 25 well, yards. Well, they, they gambled, and he hit two, uh, two plays to Flowers that were wide open. And so they did. Yeah, there was a busted coverage yeah, and down so, the left side. Yeah, and so they, they did that. They took chances. But at the same time, Lamar got rattled. And, and this is the Mahomes effect. I don't think it rattled Josh Allen. But if you go back and look at the numbers, they weren't particularly Allen-esque down the stretch. And then obviously take a look. Lamar had great numbers stat-wise yesterday because the over-under prop bet was 215 yards. And he blew right past that only because of, of those big plays. But he was as uncomfortable as it gets. Go back to Trevor against Pat Mahomes. Everyone wants to try and show the goat, the current goat, that they're step for step with him. I don't know what it is, dude. You know what it is? They press. I'm not sure it's that as much as it is when you're playing him, you know every possession is critical. Every single possession. And it's possession. like they went three well, and out immediately. You, like when you, when you blow a possession. Yeah. It's like you know you're in trouble. Okay, look at the last two games. Sean McDermott goes for it on fourth down on his side of the field. They blow it, and then the next the the score is 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 ruled right. a touchback because hard because of the Hardman fumble. Yesterday, John Harbaugh, yep. as good as this guy has been over time, tried and true says we ain't giving him the ball back. We are going for this. We are right. going to keep the football. Right. And, it, and, you know, they did make the play, and then they didn't make the play. But it's just – it's nuts what he does to you. He make you crazy is, is what he does. By the way, play of the day, it didn't matter. But uh, Lamar catching his yeah. own pass yeah. and running for, like, 20 yards was awesome. Yeah. I think SportsCenter did uh, the last two, which was the I play, the catch, and then they put Lamar first. I'm like, no, no, no. That's what it was. Yeah. Flip flop. though. Yeah. They just got to flip flop those. That, that was the craziest heck. Even when Mahomes was almost sacked, he kept his knees off the ground. He did get sacked, but for just a brief moment, he still was able to get up and run because they couldn't get him to the ground. Uh, that's how great. Speaking he is, of your knees sure. off the ground, that play, oh. I was very angry with Andrew Reed about this when Kelsey, it looked like he potentially had the first down it ended up he was like a half an inch short, I yeah. feel like. Yeah. But they didn't challenge that at all. They're just like, hey, get up to the line and run a play. And, of course, they got stopped. Yeah. And, like, if they score there, it might have been really, really, really ugly. All the, uh, all the numbers were dancing in my head. I was not rooting for the same thing you were rooting for. <laughs> that's, true. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, because I, I played this thing every way imaginable. You had the lines in seven, right? Yeah. Well, this one. The teaser. Talking, yeah, it was, it was. I mean, but straight up you took the lines in seven, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which, how crappy yeah. was that before the Lions scored at the I end know. of the game when you're oh like, gosh. wow, the Niners are going to cover this. Yeah. I was this sitting there. I was like, man, I may go 2-0 and in our picks after all. Yeah. Who would have thunk? And I just kept hanging on. <laughs> just kept hanging on. Betting and, is just, and, and, oh, my God. It can ruin your Sunday. It can also make you so well, happy. I have one prop bet with Jamison Williams who I have, I will admit, he scored a I, I had included him. On a couple of other ones, and I'm just like, he's got a hit. He's got a hit. He's got a hit. I didn't see that one coming. That was on a like a reverse, a little reverse, because all that yards uh, didn't count. Credit to him, he's got to oh, put no. weight on because yeah. he's he can be a really good player. Yeah, but you know he what, can be dude? A special player. Two times he's made big plays. He's walked off the field hurt. That's what I'm saying. He's got to. They got. Yeah. He's got to get bigger. Yeah, he has to. Walked off the field hurt, which is which is not good. We will go around the rest of the sports world that what we saw this weekend. But as I scroll here, as we get ready to head into the one o'clock hour, uh, my favorite moment from the sports weekend beyond this AFC NFC championship game weekend. JJ, did you see Giannis 
scanning. No. So in mid-game, it's the best clip of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Giannis Antetokounmpo comes over to the bench. His team is up by 30. He grabs somebody's cell phone so he could scan the QR code on the Jumbotron to get free wings mid-game. Oh, I'm not sure right now. Because he had scored X it's amount. Still, he doesn't he knew he to draw was plays up anymore. This is the energy I need yeah. in late January. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Let's head into the 1 o'clock hour on a Mokama Monday. We will continue reviewing those two games as well as looking ahead to the Super Bowl coming up in two weeks from yesterday. This is XL Primetime. Mondays on XL Primetime, brought to you by Mokama. Check out their great craft in the tap room in Fernandina Beach. Love Mokama. Mokama Mondays as well right here on XL Primetime. You're always welcome to join in, 641-1010. You can hit the text line. You can go to YouTube, throw a comment there. Uh, what's it going to take for this team here in Duval to get to that stage, which is what happened yesterday, Championship Sunday, with two teams going to the Super Bowl in a rematch not that long ago. You saw Kyle Shanahan's 49ers take on Andy Reid's Chiefs with the Chiefs winning. So we'll definitely be recalling some of the memories of that. Mokama with coffee every single day of the week. South 8th Street, beautiful Fernandina. You can drop on by there or their new Wildlight location and, of course, Craft Tuesday through Sunday. Make sure you check out some of the great stuff. Now, we've got our Super Bowl cook-off on 1010 coming up next week, and Matt had to go put Leon's name on the list just to put pressure on the big fella to make sure that he's coming through with, with your Asian wings, right? Asian no, my glaze. favorite, lemon pepper. Yeah, yeah, no pressure, no pressure. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going with the wings, I, and uh, any of my competition will be crushed. I, I told uh, I told, uh, <laughs> told TLD, I said, Leon's doing Asian glaze. He's, Asian glaze wings. He's like, oh, gosh, man, I might – I might want. I said I'm not going up against him. I'm not. I'm not because I would. Want, they don't want the smoke. But go ahead. I know. Well, I wanted to make sure that you had I, your I, name. Is on there. anybody on the wing? The chicken wings? No, uh, not yet. Huh? We not still yet. Got like yes, a whole you. week though. Oh, got a whole week. Okay. Yeah, right. but we have four chili. Hmm? Matt, we, you want some of this? Yeah. Yeah, I'll have some of that smoke. Come okay, on, baby, do it. Do it. I love it. I love it. We have four chili entries. We do need another wing, and then people are kind of like either on the dip or the app, and I'm trying to figure out exactly. Well, there's been some controversy, Joe. JJ has me wondering if we should be changing some of the categories. We, we, someone decided that they should put mac and cheese on there. I love mac and cheese, and it's one of my favorite meals. It doesn't scream Super Bowl. It's not a Super Bowl party meal. It does not scream Super Bowl. Maybe if it's like a cold, like a potato salad. Mac salad. Mac salad, salad. exactly. Pasta salad, yeah. But mac and cheese, not so much. You know what mac and cheese screams? Uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Yes, like a home meal. Yeah, and and maybe- Not like uh, with your friends with finger food and, you know. A Fourth of July, Labor Day. Mac and cheese can go with any of the days. If you're off- you can have mac and cheese. That's basically what if it is. If you're like at your house, yeah, yeah, not at someone else's. But you we could make in... another dip. Like we could get rid of mac and cheese and make more dips. Because I feel like JJ, I agree with JJ. Like Super when Bowl you think like Super Bowl, you think dips. Grab, you're grabbing, Chips. you're walking around, you're you know socializing, you're drinking. Really, is what you're doing. What about a nice crab dip? <gasps> Dude, I oh, love a good crab. I'll just tell you this. That has, your, that has your name written all over that, Matt Higgs. Come on, that. Come on. I'll, I'll give you one that you do need to bring in, that smoked fish dip. Oh, yes. It's a good one. Yeah. You good. can enter that in multiple good. categories. Really I'm not going to say no. Yeah. Yeah. That smoked fish dip was really good. I don't think Molly mm-hmm. McDonald or MC will have any issues. That was just something I threw together, too. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, is there anyone that you guys have seen's name up there and you're like, this is going to be trash? Because I 
publicly publicly say it on air i love this guy and he's like top three favorite person i work with but i'm skeptical of what bachelor 20s dylan denmark is going to bring to the table Hmm. in this competition what is he currently signed up i don't know but i saw his name a dessert dessert Dessert. yeah wait a minute last time he had that little the pecan um no that was not him that That wasn't him graham and that was Graham's that was fiance Graham's who made it. Oh, okay, my bad. It was? By the way, yeah, it so was? Dylan's single. So I'm wait like, what do you got wait, going on? Wait one second. That was not Spielberg who made that? That no. was his fiance? He made it with his fiance. Like, it was her recipe oh, that he yeah, made. Yeah. Believe what you want, me. Yeah. You know what? That's what his mouth said. <laughs> the food we can't network, have everything, that, Joe. We cannot have that. Well, <laughs> if they this do aggression will not stand. <laughs> they do it together. Look, there's too many people that have come in that you know someone else made it and dropped it hack, on the table. Hack. I mean, you that's, hack, but that's a given. Stuff. You know that. That's not even. But at the same time, if it's their creation, their family, I I want good food. I, I am welcoming. I agree with you. Right. Yeah, I because am that thing it. that Graham's fiance made was like yeah. spectacular. I know mm. that Hack has been on the injured reserve last week, but he's yet to sign up. So uh, <laughs> he's driving around right now. Well, there's 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 one on this list that that kind of surprises me. Who? Like if anything screams dessert it's jeff prosser okay because i just i don't i can't put those two now together that's the guy i think yeah. his wife's gonna make something yeah, yeah. it Mrs. means that P. they have a family recipe and mrs yeah. p yes. was like let's do this i just cannot picture jeff with an apron on okay kiss the and, and like i can i can picture him in front of the grill all right that's 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 where he belongs but you don't see him bacon yeah, when it says dessert and prosser? No. Like, all right, I need another stick of butter. I, I just I can't <laughs> see it happening. What are you actually planning for the Super Bowl, Joe? All right, so we went I over I know you it. got a whole thing. We went over it over the weekend, and TLD, the thing is, is she's not like she like I'm a protein guy. And and I looked at Leon when I described the the pork candy to him, and he's like, Oh yeah. And I still think I'm gonna probably do it. But it's probably going to be pork sliders with a little slaw top. It's probably what it's I like be. that. And so that that will take uh, a bit of time to make sure that I have that all ready to go. You're talking dirty to me, and I kind of yeah, like you're it. You're doing the whole. You're smoking the butt and everything. Probably a butt, and just just crank and right. just and just let it break down. Let all those you know, the collagens and membranes just break down, and then chop it up. Get some good some good sauce on it, mm. and then some. I mean, I could do nice like, slider buns and some slaw. What I could do is like do a. Brisket slider. I could smoke a mm-hmm. brisket. Mm-hmm. We can mm-hmm. go mano a mano. I like that. That's fun. Not mano mano. Let's just go mano mano here. And I'm assuming at all of our Super Bowl parties, we'll have T Swift blasting just mm-hmm. throughout the entire yeah, party. The playlist. As the queen yeah. of the building walks by, and yeah. I think she heard us. Yeah, the playlist. It, it's on. All right. So I mentioned coming into this segment is that what's it going to take? And this has been a theme. It's not like we haven't addressed this theme because when we were in the divisional round, we asked the question, what do they got that you don't got? Uh, but I think more than anything else, Leon, when you look at these four teams, you mentioned it in the in the noon hour. You know, all Duvall's looking around going, why can't that be us? Why can't we be there? We were this close uh, a season ago, and then it all just it, it unraveled in the worst imaginable way. Well, I do mm. think this team needs to look at the formulas of these other four. And fi- some of them are Johnny come lately. That's what Detroit is. Mm. But those other three are pretty tried and true. Yeah, well, you know what? I, I actually took a look back at the two games that we played at the team that were playing in the Super Bowl, the Chiefs and the 49ers. Mm-hmm. And I, I looked at the Chiefs game, and I, I looked at what we were against the Chiefs where we were sputtering offense, all right? Mm-hmm. Defensively, I, I said after that game, I thought we played – listen, if you tell me that your defense could keep Patrick Mahomes to 17 points, 
that gives you an opportunity to win the game. Yeah. But then I, I look at the stats. I look at the, the inability to run the football, the inability to protect. Now, Anton Harrison, he had a tough go around with Chris Jones. Yeah. You know, he gave him the business. He baptized him <laughs> by fire, which was – Waterboarded know, he, he, Absolutely. <laughs> but just – I just think that this team needs just needs a toughness about it, an identity about it, and it starts up front. If you can run the ball and protect and you can play solid defense, I mean, you give yourself an opportunity. You've got to be tougher. This team has got to be tougher, mm-hmm. not only physically but mentally. That collapse, that collapse down there, and that, that, as much as physical it was, it was yeah. a mental collapse inside that locker room. As much as you want to talk about the play calling and Doug and all this other kind of stuff, Trent Balky ain't got us this or that. Listen, that ain't got nothing to do with them guys in that locker room allowing that to happen. Mm-hmm. They allowed those guys in that locker room allowed that to happen by their play, their execution, and their lack of, of accountability from everybody. Yeah. All right. So this team, it, mentally and physically, it's got to be tougher. Um, Trevor's got to be better. We got to be able to run the ball. Got to be able to, all those all those factors. And when you see this Super Bowl, you know styles and fights. All right. Yeah. It's going to be styles and fights. But I mean, you these if you would have asked me. The two best teams probably at the beginning of the season, outside of maybe the Eagles, you know, maybe they. But the 49ers in Kansas City, man, they they're proving to be the best two teams in the NFL. Model. All right, let's make it the ten ten take right now because uh, that's what everyone's searching for answers wise. That's for sure. Now, Joe C's ten ten take, slow smoked and served up by Sonny's Barbecue, local pitmasters since '68. We're talking about the big game. The countdown is on. It'll be not this, but next Sunday, February 11th. We'll make sure you're listening because you're gonna get that cue to call or cue to text in Sonny's, as they will hook you up with a big game setup, man. Everything. So make sure you check out your area Sunnies whenever you're craving some delicious barbecue. But as much as we need or much as we have to give Pat Mahomes credit for what he does, how about a little credit for Andy Reid? How about a little credit for that front office? How about a little credit for Steve Spagnola? Because if you are wondering how to look at anything that happens in the game of football, just remember it's a team. It is 100% a team. These quarterbacks get it done. They are the superstars. And, yes, Mahomes delivers more than most out there right now. But were it not for Steve Spagnola, I don't know where we'd be today because he game-planned his fanny off against Todd Munkin and Lamar Jackson. And then Steve Wilkes was on the rope as a defensive coordinator yesterday against that Detroit Lions high-powered offense. But at the same time, just remember the construction of the football team, the personnel department, the head coach, the quarterback, they are as critical. But one doesn't necessarily go without the other. That's the 10-10 take. Because Pat Mahomes was able to overcome the shortcomings with his offensive line, the shortcomings with his receivers throughout the course of the year, the shortcomings with the swift trance that Travis Kelsey was under for a long, long time. He was able to overcome all of that and still make it work. Mar- is it Marcus Valdez-Scantling yesterday? Last, Actually, last couple of weeks, he's made unbelievable plays when he didn't do anything the entire year, but he was there when they needed him. Uh, Rasheed Rice, there when they needed him, making plays. And all these guys played through some pain, too. Paco played through some pain yesterday to be re- to be ready to go. Got to give him all credit. Yeah, well, you also got to – I mean, you also got to give Andy Reid credit for knowing when to take a chance. Yeah. The last two games, you know. He also knows he has Pat Mahomes. So, it's, you know, are you really going to throw there? That's what you're thinking. Are you really going to throw there when you could just run clock and blah, blah, blah? No, he's going to win the game. Because he's got the best player on the planet. Yeah. And he picked the right moment. 
just like he picked the right, right moment the, the week before. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, I mean I, I I look at it. It's it's clearly Mahomes. There's no doubt about yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. He's at the but, top of the pyramid. Yeah, but I I think what Andy Reid has done there at some point has to get a little credit as well yeah. because it used to be Brady and Belichick. Now it's just Mahomes and oh yeah, Andy Reid. Yeah, good don't too. forget about it. Yeah. You really should not because this, he's a magic man when it comes to keeping the guys. The other thing, Leon, keeping the guys loose, yet they all play hard. And that is not easy. We always talk about what type of personality we want to see in a coach. And I was critical of Doug Peterson this year, maybe, I don't know, relaxing and letting press prove himself. And, and Doug didn't have that intensity. Andy Reid never looks intense, but boy, does he get the job done. Well, he trusts, listen, he trusts his players. I mean, the reason why he can be lax with them because they're proven. Mm-hmm. They've been here over and over again. Yeah. It's like it was funny to me that the Baltimore Ravens, before the game, was trying to intimidate the, the Kansas City Chiefs by what some of the stuff they were doing, getting in their face. I mean, the, the Ravens were acting like they hadn't been there before, which they hadn't. Mm-hmm. In a while. Mean, they hadn't been that way. I mean, the, the Chiefs, uh, they, they're, they're, they've been there before, and, and it, it just was interesting to me the way they, they tried to intimidate them early on in the game. And I was saying, what are y'all doing? Why are you poking the bear? This team already – it doesn't need any more motivation to beat you. Yeah. You're trying to give them more motivation. It just it, – it seems like when when, play, when teams do stuff like that, they try to get in your head or whatever, it seems like they're unsure about themselves and they need that confidence as far as intimidation. But, but, and you know what else? But that, that team right there, that chief team, that's the team that you don't poke the bear with. It just, it, all it did was – it just drew flags. It, yeah, that's all. It didn't, it didn't intimidate them. Mm-hmm. It helped them. Kelsey was laughing about it. Exactly. It was, by the way, do you think Andy Reid is – because I'm with Matt that he gets them ready to play and they look motivated, but I don't know if he is like a crazy motivator. Mm-mm. I Just think Mahomes is an amazing leader. You know, yeah. I think Mahomes well, I motivates I as well, which is something that Trevor doesn't have yet. I, I don't no. disagree, but I also think he's got a very good system he's working in Mahomes. That's number yeah, one. From a game plan point of view, that and, guy knows what he's oh, doing. Yeah. Oh, and he, I know. And he also, saying, like, he also Andy continues. Reed, yes, seemingly the team is always motivated to play, but I don't think that's uh, – I think a lot of that has to do with their leader. Yeah. Yeah. No, Andy Reid isn't Dan Campbell screaming in your face. Yeah, right. it's also the, the, way he, the way he motivates that team, the way he prepares them and gets them ready to play – Despite the fact that he's got a lunatic like Darius Tony running around in that locker room, <laughs> well, who, by the so way, was held out for scratches. health and personal reasons. But there's, you know, there are so many little things, and Leon could speak to this that can, you know, upend chemistry. And they have the right chemistry every flipping year, yeah. every year. And, and they've had some interchangeable parts here, yes. of late, have they not? Mm-hmm. It, yeah, they, they 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 continue to have a bar. I mean, that's how you keep a team motivated. You say to yourself, okay, you won this Super Bowl. Can you go win another one? Or can you, can you win it back-to-back? The bar keeps raising, mm-hmm. and then the expectations of the team every year keeps raising. And, and that's when you have great players on your team because you're never satisfied. That's yeah. what you do. And, yeah. like, these guys, no matter where they come from, they know I'm playing for the cheat. Like, remember how te- guys used to go, I'm playing for the Pats now. Yeah, I have to standard. up it up. So yeah. it's like Pacheco. I'm a seventh round pick, but I play for the Chiefs. Like I have to bring it. I have to run hard every single play. Like uh, Scantling, I Just I'm barely. a nobody, but I play yeah. for the Chiefs now. Like I have to get this done. I have to make this catch on third and whatever. Yeah, like, he just barely game. has started to step up. But the one subtle yes. thing that Andy Reid did that just told me, okay, even though he, like we said, he's he's jolly. Okay, he's he is a football Santa. But Which gives you that, hope for Doug, by the way, because Doug has a similar demeanor. Right, as but Andy I, that, that brings it back to what I said earlier. Mm-hmm. I want Doug Peterson to have that 
pissed off nature about him where he can handle it inside the building because he'll I think bump Travis Kelsey, yeah, that's, he'll that's bump my, Evan Ingram. Yeah, that 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 was what I was going to say is that when he hip just hip checked Travis Kelsey mm-hmm. and just basically said, "Get your head out of your rear end." Yeah. And and that one small little thing right there told me, okay, when Andy needs to do it and he doesn't do it in front of everybody, yeah. he, he did it. Yeah, but Doug needs more LBs, though. He got to yeah. put some more LBs. Yeah. So what you're yeah, saying does. is we need to go <laughs> down a, to the bank. Pound, we need pounds. to bring yeah. him some of our Super yeah. Bowl food. But you get yeah. what I'm saying, Leon? Yeah, absolutely. In other words, when they need to speak <clears throat> and get the attention of the player, they know how to do it. Yeah, I mean, listen, Andy Reid's the type of guy, if he, 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 I'm speculating. Now, he seems like the type of guy, if he says something to you, that he doesn't say much, but when he says something to you, it resonates mm-hmm. with, with, with the leaders on the guy. And I think Andy's the type of guy where he feels like he's got enough leadership in that locker room to hold everybody accountable. But when he feels like his leaders are not up there like like stray dogs, mm-hmm. he, he knows how to, you know, yank the leash. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It doesn't matter who it is. It could be Kelsey. It could be Patrick. Or whoever it may be. I mean, he lets the strays go, but then he pulls and, the and leash in when he feels like they they not they not doing right. One other thing, back to Mahomes' leadership point, he never blamed Kadarius Tony, but he dispatched Kadarius Tony. Well, thank you. Good segue, Joe. <laughs> he did, basically. Let's fact check yeah, that. Yeah, so the yeah. report is that Kadarius Tony missed Sunday's game because he was dealing with a hip injury, right? Mm-hmm. He also uh, had – he welcomed his first child into the world, baby girl, on mm-hmm. Saturday, and mm-hmm. those were the personal reasons why he was excused from the AFC Championship game and traveling to Baltimore – but then he went off on Instagram Live last night saying that the Chiefs were lying about his injuries and that he's not hurt. Mm. So for those of you who didn't know, like, I'm very curious, was the personal reason solely the child being born or is there something else at play here? Also, don't, don't forget that former second-round pick Sky Moore also did not play last night yeah. for the Kansas and City Chiefs. Moore has been pretty much invisible. For a while. And that's what's incredible. Was, that was he, a second-round pick. He rose early, remember? He made plays early in the season. You thought that was going to be their guy. That's all Patrick. Yeah. When it has to do with the wide receivers, it has to do with Patrick. Oh, he, he phased Tony right out of yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, just, just think of it. It, it, it. There's no real magic answer, like we talk about the magic man with Pat Mahomes. But this football team, everybody in that building – um, from Balky, the general manager, to Balky, the coach, on down, yeah. they've got to start answering their own questions. How do we, how do we do what they do? And the recipe, Baltimore was humbled yesterday. As fine an operation and franchise as that one is, they were humbled yesterday. Mm-hmm. So we'll keep going yeah. on that front. That's for sure. A little college football news that we need to sneak in as well. Mokama Beer Company Monday. Don't forget Tuesday through Sunday. Craft, you're going to enjoy it all Monday through Sunday, every day of the week, serving up that great coffee they have in the tap room or their wildlife location, Mokama Beer Company. It's Mokama Monday on XL Primetime. Head to the tap room at Fernandina Beach every day that ends with Y and enjoy some Mokama. It is a Mokama Monday here on 1010XL. Of course, it's XL Primetime. Matt Hayes, Joe Cowart, Neil O'Brien, Leon Searcy. So we got to get in this before Danny gets here because you know Danny's going to come in with his 49ers jersey on screaming about Brock Purdy. He did offer me if I bought one, he would ensure he could get an autograph for my family. So Nice. Here, here's he, the thing. He can't buy me one, but he could get it autographed. And, and I'm, I'm going to get like your guys' thoughts on this too. Here, here's the thing with Brock Purdy. I think he played well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do I think he played well enough to be the guy to be the reason they won that game? That's no number one. Number two, 
if the Lions don't blow that game and they win it by 10 like they should, the immediate aftermath of that loss for the 49ers would have been what? What, what decision are we going to make a quarterback? That would have been the decision. It might have been for sure. So but, because because the NFL is all about the quarterback, it's yeah. not really at Brock Purdy, but the NFL is all about the quarterback. And remember and if, the storyline we had before is that at least the word was is that they said, "Hey, Brock, if it doesn't go well, we're going to try and get Tom Brady to come back right. to the back." <laughs> so I think he, I think he played well. He made a couple really big third down runs. I mean, really that that sealed that game yeah. in the fourth quarter. Um, he made a couple nice throws. But he's not a guy, and I don't know that he will ever be a guy where you're like, wow, that is a dude at the quarterback position. Will we still have this referendum if he wins the Super Bowl in two weeks from yesterday? Yeah, well, because there have been other guys who are just who are just guys. Not mm-hmm. He's not just a guy. I think he's had a great year. Yeah. All right, I'll but give there you are other guys like that have won the Super Bowl that have not weren't considered great quarterbacks. Right. I'll give right? you an example. Jared Goff made it to the Super Bowl. Right. And then they didn't win. What about and this there team was, four years ago? There, there was a referendum on Jared Goff, and they got rid of him. Right. Well, and how about Garoppolo, brought, right? How about yeah. Garoppolo? Yeah, and they brought Matt Stafford in, and they won a Super Bowl. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo, injuries got him as much as anything, honestly. Because remember, and you've said this many times, Matt, how close they were. Yeah, they were to, missed deep ball away from winning that Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, and so Garoppolo could throw it. He just couldn't stay healthy. And Garoppolo and Brock Purdy, kind of the same guy in a lot of ways in terms of making the throws, but never really. Although Brock's much better athlete. Yeah. Much better. Yeah, athlete. and he took off and showed it last night. And so just going back to Leon's point earlier, Tua was surrounded with a pretty good offensive line, an unbelievable set of receivers, two really good running backs, if mm-hmm. not three, and a defense that definitely made plays, and they failed. Okay? And Tua, in that big moment, granted it was cold as – unbelievably cold people died it was that cold uh up in kansas city but that was his chance and he did not and no, had, and, and, and like and, i said i think he had a great season he really and, did and he had a chance against buffalo to lock up the number two seed so he didn't have to go to kansas city right and didn't get it done right i agree justin herbert like we said you jump in here because weapons around him weapons mm-hmm. around Dak. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean I, I, everything you said about brock pretty is right but i think sometimes we discredit uh, the team that came back and won. We say that the, four, the, the Detroit Lions, if they didn't do this, if they didn't do that. Teams get beat because those opportunities that they squandered, the 49ers capitalized on them and scored on them. I mean, I don't disagree. You know what I'm saying? I don't so disagree. I'm, all, so, I'm saying is, so, all I'm saying is, it, had the Lions won that game, yeah. like, the narrative would have been we different. We all agree they should have won that I, game. Yeah. I think the narrative is. What's, it's the quarterback question. What do we do right now? Yeah. And, like and again, said, it's not on Purdy. Yeah. It's just that. The NFL is a quarterback league. Yeah, and like you said, they they gravitate to that. They will make it a topic. But coming into this game, he was tops in the National Football League in some key categories, middle of the field, outside the numbers. He was making a lot of plays. Blitz pressure, he was completing a lot of passes. And so if he keeps doing it, now Shanahan's also, just as much as I wanted to give Andy Reid credit with the 10-10 mm-hmm. take, Kyle Shanahan deserves a boatload of credit for constantly putting his quarterback and others on that football team in position to win, just the way he draws it up. And, and I th- thought it was a very good point earlier that Mia brought up that they have led and controlled games, and then in these two games they had to come from behind, which what happens? You've got to ask your quarterback to do more. And he, he's made some bad decisions at times, but he's been able to reclaim it in a hurry. Those scrambles he reclaimed because he had a pick in this game now 
that could have haunted him, and he was able to come back with those timely he also, runs. He, they also made some big plays at receiver for him. Oh, big yeah. plays. Yeah. I mean, we said it That's during the pre-show meeting. The IU catch alone changes the trajectory. Then you couple that with a fumble. The, the Jennings catch, on the, the one-hand Jennings catch, the one-hand Jennings catch as well. Yeah, that I think that was that intended drive. for IU. Only catch he had by the <laughs> whoever, way. Whoever was caught it. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. only catch he had. And last week they got production from him and Chris Conley, Sands, Debo, Samuel. So of right. note, which Coach Campo, the only reason he picked the Lions. To cover was because he didn't think Debo Samuel was going to play. Debo Samuel, leading receiver in this game with eight catches for 89 yards. They didn't incorporate him nearly as much, I think, in the run game as they normally do. But it is fascinating. We said it last week in his absence, and we'll say it again, that like when he plays versus when he doesn't play, Mm -hmm. how this offense operates. I understand he's a top 15 wide receiver, but I'm not sure I'd put him in top five category. it's so funny the way it worked yesterday. They came out, and they were determined to move down the football field, those, quote, Halftime adjustments came out, and they started featuring the hell out of Debo and making sure that he was the guy, the target, sweep, jet sweeps, and then the, the target throws to him. They only scored a field goal, but you just got the feeling, okay, they figured a couple of things out. They were obviously yeah, when down he goes, by- their offense goes. And yeah. I agree with me. He's probably not a top 15 guy, but what he does in that offense, within yeah. that offense, he's so important. Well, he stresses you in so many different ways mm. that you – have to account for him, and then McCaffrey's running lanes open up, or a deep ball might open up. He's um, another guy. Like if he's on another team, yeah, is he that type of player? I, I, I don't know, but I love the fact that that like, if he's does, on this team. If he's on this team, is he that type of impact player? Yeah, I thought no. Travis Etienne could be that type of guy. No, Travis no, I know Etienne what you're saying, but my, I guess I guess my point is what I'm trying to say is what Shanahan's got going on there is rare. He's a very like, he's, good play call. He's a He's it's schematically it's the way he sets things up. He's really good at what he does. Okay, but think about this. I'll go to Ben Johnson. He made David Montgomery much more of an yes. impact player. Yes, and he also had a great offensive line to help him do that. And frankly, Gibbs too. Yeah, and, and yeah, exactly. And he made them impact players, but he also had a great offensive line to work with. And San Francisco's got a great offensive line, phenomenal to work offensive. With. Yeah, and so those are the guys the that best in the league, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that that are ignored yeah. uh, over and over and over, but if you don't have them, you're not getting off on all these plays and combinations that these that these teams are treated to offensively because they have so many weapons and time That's for another the quarterback thing too. to throw. You no, know, I, I know you said I love to it. Mm-hmm. That Miami offensive line, still shaky. good enough throughout the course of the year. Not like the 49ers offensive oh, line, no, I can tell you that. No, no, but the few are. Uh, uh, one thing about Shanahan that I've heard, I don't know enough about X's nose, and I certainly don't know enough about it on the, with the O-line, but they say his run-blocking schemes yeah. are like genius level, like no one's ever done it before. Teams come in and study in the offseason what, what Shanahan's doing the old joke was, in his offensive running game. Go, are you, sirs. Are you serious? That's uh, what they say. The scheme blocking is di- – what's the difference? I don't know. It's no. like I would ask Denny, uh, and we'll have the quarterback yeah. whisperer coming up, and I, I, I know I asked him this before, how does they create so many lanes? And it's the zone blocking that does it, but the joke always was way back. And, again, this has been pretty much taken uh, – with the rule book taken out of the game, but Mike it, Shanahan – I was about to say his daddy – 
His daddy was good at, at the, the zone, the zone uh, uh, concepts of, of push and climb and cuts on the backside. Yeah, his remember, daddy is the one who started all that. I think it was Alex Gibbs. He, I'd have to look it up. But anyway, his, yeah. his offensive line coach, they were famous Absolutely. for That's what cutting guys. Uh, Terrell Day was always take it front side and cut it back side. They would yeah. push and climb, get to the second level, cut on the backside, and they would press it, and then they would cut it back. I mm -hmm. mean, his daddy was doing that when he – well, he put like yeah, there was like four years, five years where the I, well, Broncos I mean, it got Terrell, it got Terrell Davis in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. With a really short career. Yeah, and that playoff game that we played them in '97 when we went up there, they went for 300 yards on them. Yeah, they got pushed and climbed. And I think uh, Mike, <laughs> I think Mike, the dad said, "Hey Kyle, if you ever get to a Super Bowl again, yeah. you better remember what you learned running the football. Oh, Run yeah, the ball, absolutely. quit throwing it, and quit yeah. throwing it. Because mm -hmm. honestly, he changed after Atlanta. Speaking of the running the ball, since you brought up Travis Etienne and what you'd like to see mm -hmm. him yeah. doing Debo-like things, uh, he, he did tweet yesterday about mm -hmm. that. I don't know if you boys saw this. So mm -hmm. Brees Hall tweets, the way they're using Jameer right now as a running back's dream, and a fan quote tweeted it and said, do you agree, at Swaggy T. And Travis said, I want that CMC usage. So mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit about that. What is mm -hmm. the difference between how Jameer Gibbs is being used versus Christian McCaffrey? Don't forget that final touchdown for the Niners, Elijah Mitchell scored. Mm -hmm. Christian yeah. McCaffrey was like, yeah, yeah, I need, he I need a play. He was cast. on one. his head in that play. I yeah. need a playoff yeah. coach. And they immediately insert Mitchell, and they don't miss a beat. Mm -hmm. And they score on the very next play. The, I think the thing that happens, honestly, the guys that he, that, that Swaggy's talking, that Travis Etienne's talking about and the uh, fan is asking about, they have lines of scrimmage. That allow them to be great and to get out in space, which was the whole. I'm looking at Matt. You're, you're, you're talking about. You're literally talking about the best line in the league versus yeah. maybe the worst line in the league. Yeah, and that's why Jameer Montgomery and Christian McCaffrey are all shining. And you know the other thing, they play with the lead. They play with the lead, so that means they can get their run games going, and they can become hostile when it comes to attacking. You know what I'm talking about when it comes to attacking defenses when you have. The lead, and you're going to just dominate and step on them and lean on them. Yeah, I mean that's that was the thing that was most disappointing to me about about the Ravens in that game. I mean the the Chiefs give up yards rushing, and you're at one of the best in the league in rushing. You panic, just just stick to the game plan. Yeah. Right. You know, the, the, if you if you can run the ball, now you take possessions away from Patrick Mahomes. That's the whole idea of beating him. you got to take possessions away from yeah. him. Well, that's what happened in the Niners' three-game losing streak. Yes, as the text line has pointed out, they were without Trent Williams. That speaks to his importance when mm -hmm. they went 0 for 3 Valuable. in that stretch. Mm -hmm. They were without Debo Samuel, who was also on IR. Again, for whatever the reason, he is the cog that makes this machine go. But what happened in those three losses was because, maybe, they didn't have those players, they said, let's put it on Brock Purdy's shoulders. Let's maybe not run Christian McCaffrey as much because we're down two scores. And they went on to lose all three of those games. And I think they learned something valuable, which is as long as there's time on the clock, just keep running it. Good things mm. are going to happen. And Christian McCaffrey, to the point of Travis Etienne, like what's interesting is he sometimes he's only going to pick up two or three yards. But you can't give up. No. You have to keep pushing. They're going to keep blocking it up. He only averaged four and a half yards a carry, which is a very nice you know yards per carry total. But partially that was because he had runs of 25, 12, 13, Otherwise, he's only going for two or three a pop, yeah. and that's okay. Mm -hmm. You have to keep at it if it's truly your bread and butter. We will say hello to the quarterback whisperer. Stay on the Niners. Let's also touch a little bit on basketball. Those Florida Gators and Mike White seeing each other for the first time in a year. Old friend alert. Let's do it. Coming up next on a Mokama Monday on XL Primetime. Connick comes out to catch near the top of the arc. 
13.40 to go. Backdoor cut. Kugel's got it. Winds up and dunks it with two hands. Boy, he cocked that thing all the way behind his neck. Mondays on XL Primetime, brought to you by Mokama. Check out their great craft in the tap room in Fernandina Beach. Yeah, the Gators were able to pull off a win over the Georgia Bulldogs in hoops in Gainesville, but not easy. Not easy. Uh, I'm listening to Compton and Company on my way to uh, PGA Tour uh, Entertainment, and Ronnie says something to the effect of, wow. It was a 23-point lead. It's now down to 13. He goes, I don't like that. And the next thing you know, Georgia comes storming back, and they are headed to OT, and they end up getting it, getting it done. Uh, Zion getting it done. Uh, that's the Gators, Zion with a Y, uh, and pulling pulls them through. Uh, but they needed it, but they were destroying the Bulldogs in the first half of that. Of Matt, that would you like to uh, – Keyword there were. Would you like yeah. to give us your perspective on, uh, on the game, uh, okay. how you were being kept abreast? First off, I mean, I'm like minding my own business, having a great day at the beach with my dog, and I'm just hanging out. Mm-hmm. I'm getting texts from Hacker about about Florida's boat race in Georgia. First <laughs> off, I the could care The old Mike less. White conversation. I, 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 oh, care. It's I mean, been it's years a, since I heard it. It's like yeah. a, it, not only is it a regular season game, it's a regular season game like one of the first six or seven, right? Yeah, of conference play. Yeah. Yes. Who cares? Oh, that's so important. he's so he's texting me. It's a big rivalry. He's, <laughs> and he's texting me, uh, like Mike White. Mike White blows, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, about 20 minutes later, I start getting more texts. Wait, are you kidding me? So then I actually had to call him, like, what's going on? They're almost blowing the lead. And I'm just thinking to myself, bro, it's Saturday. It's, you know, 1.30. It's just a beautiful chill. day. Yeah. Go somewhere, in. man. He's locked in. He, well, yeah, he well, is so locked in. It's not even funny. Well, this is what happens when your your college team struggles in football. You are spring sports champions. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm, I get the same. Winter way. sports too. Hey, winter, winter sports. He winter is and spring so sports champions. locked in right now. Yeah, man. that's all we got, Brett. That's all we got. That's all we have. I just love how Mike White's, and it's not just hack, by the way. Like what Mike White still lives rent free in many Gator fans' heads. I don't yeah. know if there's an equivalent. Is well, there? Like a, like I told you guys, I like what I see from Todd Golden. I really do. It's yeah. a fun team to watch. Right. And yeah, and from just, people in inside that network, like they've said, like forget about how him. he views analytics and all that. It's great. Yeah, but like you say, just forget about Mike White. Let him be gone. Instead of trying to get let him over, live his best life. Get right. Even or I mean, he's the equivalent of, and this is with all due respect to the program and Mark Stoops, like. He is at an institution where he can, you know, be a bubble team, mm-hmm. make the NIT, as long as he's winning somewhere oh, between 15 is. to 20 games. Yeah, Not even is. like 14 to 20 games. Everybody's happy. Do yeah, you think he, Kirby even knows what he looks like? I'm sure they pass each other. I feel uh, like Kirby and Tom Crean yeah. were friends, so he probably does, but I don't know if they actually oh, are friends. I bet, I bet they're friends. Yeah. But, he's, but he's at a football school with zero pressure. And now Todd Golden is carrying the torch for the University of Florida, along with our man uh, in 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 baseball. Okay, Kevin O'Sullivan. I mean, that's that's what it boils down to. Don't honestly. forget about softball too. Hey, and yeah. women's lacrosse going to be a top twenty-five Gymnastics. team. Golf, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. tennis. Natties. Go down Golf, the line, Natty, man. Yeah. yeah. By the way, except for the sports that you know actually make revenue. We care about as we look down the line for the now four and three in the SEC, Florida Gators men's basketball team. Uh, they travel to Kentucky this upcoming Wednesday, uh, the same Kentucky that got boat raced by a South Carolina squad 
in Columbia last week, so I uh, would think they're going to be a little fired up. They snuck past Arkansas over the weekend. Then they traveled to ex- Texas A&M, if you were paying attention last week. Yes, Two L's so one, far. One of the only – or the the leading team with four quad one wins in the SEC. Then you host Auburn, who just got beat in the Iron Bowl on the, on the basketball court. That might be three L's in a row. LSU's probably a win, mm-hmm. but then again, it's – And then after LSU, yeah. you're at Georgia. And then you're at Alabama, who I, I understand the metrics favor them more than many casual eyes will because they're not the Alabama team they were last year. Mark Sears is probably still the, one of the best point guards in the country. What and you have to go this, to Tuscaloosa. This could yeah, be a rough fire. month for hackers, what you're saying. Mm. You, you could be looking, staring down the barrel of one and four, if mm. not one and five. Well, that's really well, what it comes down to is just find out who, who you are, build this thing. Like I said, that roster uh, was turned over dramatically, and that's really all you could do. That's the job you're supposed to do. Mm. Year one to year two with Todd Golden versus year one to year two with Billy Napier, um, much different. Mm. It's a funner team now. They score now, and they get Mm. up and down the court now. They've got some big guys. They have height, presence inside, and they have transition scores. And Mm. and that's stuff that they just got length. They didn't have length last year. They haven't had length for a few years, actually. So, yeah, they're they're at least fun to watch. Well, it's a game that I had to rewatch that I actually missed on Friday. It was a. The women's game, South Carolina versus LSU. Mm-hmm. I missed that Thursday game. Thursday night. I yep. forgot it was a Thursday night game. I missed that game, and I said, don't nobody tell me to score. I'm going to watch it again. Uh-huh. I had to watch it again. I like that. I loved it. Yeah. It was absolutely By the way, there's a It was a bomb burner. Huh? Speaking of the LSU women's basketball team that won the national championship, yeah. there's a report out. They lost $8 million last year. As an athletics department. As, an, as, a, no, as, as, a, as a program. That, the women's oh, the basketball women's basketball. The women's it just basketball shows team. you need football, man. Why, why is that? Travel, I'm sure. Just from the travel and yeah, everything I'm sure else. Sure, it's travel and yeah, and so the, the football team supplements everything else. It's interesting you say that. I have to go back and see if I can find this, but remember the report we threw out last week that um, Booty was in Baton Rouge. Bootay. Bootay. Yeah, I I tried to name him Bootay to begin with, and then I said just go ahead and let's go with Booty. Um, but me and did too. That was that was her team yeah. name. Yeah. He had placed right. nine thousand, close to nine thousand bets. Anyway, eighty nine hundred to be yeah, fair, close to nine thousand. <laughs> and they were talking about some Not of the stuff that they, Joe, come on, hmm, that they have done down in Baton Rouge as far as some of the NIL money included with that women's basketball team. It's crazy how much money they have. They're one of the top NIL teams with all their sports involved, not just football. So athletic department wide. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they've done mm. a really good job there. They really have, as far as that goes. Hell, you got to pay some of those tabs. Count that toward, toward the loss. Like I don't if know. You, if you pay out X amount of money, does that go? It can't be right. It no, because it's not the, the university. Yeah, it's not well, the university. well, I'm, I know it's not, but it really is because <laughs> that money typically would go to the university athletic fund. Typically, that's where that's why these athletic directors are so upset because a lot of this money that boosters are we giving for coming. nil. Yeah. It typically would go straight to the right. athletic department. We knew it was coming. Yeah. And, that, and, and by the way, if you want it to keep coming to your athletic department, pay the player. Mm, that's what we're done. about that, mm. man. Then we're done. About that. Big Surce, enjoy the rest of the <laughs> afternoon. You got it. He is out the door. The quarterback whisperer and Brock Purdy, I think, are both coming in at the same time. No, no. Brock Purdy's publicist and the quarterback whisperer are coming <laughs> in at the same time. That'll be coming up in the 2 o'clock hour. A Mokama Beer Company Monday on XL Primetime. Now, the quarterback whisperer. Denny Thompson. Okay, bring it in. Brought to you by Tyson Sound and Security. Register Sausage. And George Moore Chevrolet. One, two, three. Our man Denny Thompson joins us now. Quarterback Whisper. We talk all things quarterback. We'll work some actual team 
conversation in if we can. I think it's allowed, but welcome in, Denny. How you doing, bro? I am fantastic. I'm just happy to finally know a championship quality quarterback. Yeah, yeah. We're ah. going to get to it. We're going to get to it <laughs> right now. Now, listen, we're going to bring up where's Lamar, how magic is Mahomes, all this stuff. But we got to start with Brock Purdy because it was a, a, a spirited discussion a, a week ago about Brock Purdy and what he is, what he is, and all this, t- all this stuff. Well, we threw out the numbers earlier, Denny, second half of this game. They're down 24-7. They're probably second-guessing the heck out of him and everybody else. Then he promptly goes 13 of 16, runs for nearly 50 yards uh, in a score. It was it was big. Yeah, it, no, I mean, it doesn't get any bigger, right? I mean, it's good for him, and but really, I think for me, what I'm confused by, Matt, this isn't towards you. It's <laughs> I was having this conversation with somebody in his camp. It's confusing because we used to love the underdog. Yep. Everybody used to love the right. underdog. And now it's like everybody's so quick to tear people down. And again, that's not Matt's comment, but yeah. it's it's across the board. Like I think twenty years ago, this guy's like the most popular person in the country, and everybody's pulling for him. And for whatever reason, we just now want to know all everybody's faults instead of going, oh, he's winning football games. Right, exactly. Which and he's on this, making plays yes. on this program. We say judged on dubs, and right yeah. now. Brock Purdy won an NFC championship and will be playing for a Super Bowl. I mean, he's playing judged great football. He's playing great football. And he's making plays. He's making good decisions. Um, but the bigger thing is that is a talented football team, and nobody can get past that. It's they see Kittle, and they see Debo, and they see Christian McCaffrey, and it's like, yeah, but Ayuk is catching how many balls? Yeah. I mean, he is distributing the ball around. It's not like they're just going, hey, we're going to hand it off. Who was the running back for the Ravens when Trent Dilfer was there that uh, rushed for? Yeah, Jamal Lewis. Yeah, we're just yeah. going to hand it off to Jamal yeah. Lewis you know, 25 times a game, that's not what they're doing. Right. He's making plays, and he, he deserves every bit of this, and I can't wait to see him in Vegas. You know, go ahead. Uh, no, I'm just saying I, I don't disagree with any of that mm-hmm. statement at all. Um, my whole thing is this, is when you've got the best offensive line in the league in front of you, he's not as stressed as other, other quarterbacks could be. The Dallas Cowboys had the best offensive line in the league for about 10 years and never won a playoff game. Yes, but yeah, they were oh, no, really no. good. Oh, I mean, they had from Romo to Dak. It was, it was really good. Yeah, it was good. I mean, no I, I, I'm good. just saying you still have to execute. And this guy is executing. Again, I don't, I don't disagree with that at all. At all. At all. The point I made, and I, and I want to see your comment as well, is if Detroit doesn't stumble over themselves and they win that game, what's, what's the talking point after that for the, for the Niners? How they, how they get to the next level? Isn't it? And I'm not saying it's because of Brock. Because the NFL is a quarterback-driven league, isn't it automatically? All right, what do we got to do at quarterback? What's the? What's I would the hope not. I mean, if you go back-to-back NFC champions championships with a second-year quarterback, I right. would hope that the conversation would start somewhere else. How do we make? How do we make it better for him? Is what you're saying? I, how about the defense? That I don't let know. The Lions or, march down the field their first three drives. Or or, or it's just man. <laughs> Brock got team. us there in the first two years. Imagine what he's going to do years three, yeah. four, yeah, five, six, seven. That's and true, that's true. the thing. It's that's like, not how this industry works. It's you not, know but that, I understand what you're I mean, Matt's but, but right. I, no, it I, would I be don't, all about I dis- Purdy. I disagree. And could we replace I, I completely him and... disagree. Completely disagree. Like, tra- nobody's talking about replacing oh, Trevor. Dude, the Ryan Clarks of the world would have been all There's over his There's lives. a lot of people. On a national level? No, the thing that's the most definitely on a regional level. Oh, you're talking about Trevor. No, I'm saying Purdy. The fact that he was the last pick in the draft hurts him more than it helps him in the eyes of oh, people. Of course. I don't disagree with that. That's the old hacker that, argument. I that's don't disagree the, with that yeah, at all. I mean, that is that's all. what's going on here. My only right. point is at this point, like, he's really good. 
we can throw the what ifs out the window because they're not happening. He got hurt and they lost the first NFC Championship. He won the second NFC Championship. He's playing in a Super Bowl the second year. He's a finalist for the league MVP. Like, what the hell else does the kid have right, to do? Right. And if you're not, if you're <laughs> not Beat a high, Mahomes and win the Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goodness. And then go back to it. You, you right. know the rule. You know right. the rule. Beat Bobby Tom Bounce. Brady. Yeah. Oh, by the way, and he's making yeah. eight hundred grand. Yeah. Like he's the and greatest value. Yeah, he's the greatest well, value in football. I just don't understand. They can do this while he is on the cheap. That also helps them mightily. Yeah, yeah. It really does. Oh, yeah. So we're talking about the quarterbacks, the final four there that played yesterday, and then now the two that are remaining uh, with our quarterback whisperer, Denny Thompson. And the the point that Leon made earlier, which is definitely one worth expanding on with you, is that there are other guys, Dak being one of them, that has everything, almost everything you could yeah, ask Leon's for. The same thing. Very yeah. good defense, very good run game, very good line protection. You could say the same for Tua. You can argue maybe the same for, for Justin Herbert. Poor coaching, but a lot of other goodwill around him, good pieces around him. And Brock so Brock's not spoiled was was the was the point. I mean he fell into a good situation. I mean, I don't think anybody's gonna argue that. And he made a good situation better. And I think for me, like that's kind of the way I leave it is they were good. He got there. They became arguably the best in the NFL in the time that he has played, mm-hmm. right? When he got hurt, obviously not. Um, that's I think that's all you can ask. And, and in those goodbye. other situations, like you hear Dak will go for 400, and then the next week he, he doesn't. Right. But Brock's been consistent. Outside of that Baltimore game, the guy every single week has answered questions. And if you just watch the film just enough, you'll see – 10 to 12 plays in every single game that he's making that aren't just on script. He's mm-hmm. he's he's a baller. He is a certified baller, and his, he's showing everybody. The, like, yeah. his big plays are all off schedule. Yeah. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Like and, and to be fair to Brock is, I don't know what this team is with Trey Lance as a quarterback. Well, we don't have to know. I mean, That's right. the great thing. I know, but I, I know yeah. what are they? Are, yeah. they? are they 10 and 7? Are they 11 and 6? They're certainly not what they are with him, right? No, I don't think so. I, I mean, obviously, I'm a little bit biased on this, but – I mean, I think Brock is right now. If you look at the stats and every measurable wins and all that, he's a top five quarterback in the league right now. Mm-hmm. And, and if, I don't if, know if I go that far, yeah. but but I think he's doing. He's he's playing really yeah, well. For I, what I they mean, it, you're not going that far because you think other people have better traits than him, right? I, I think other people are better are better players than him, better quarterbacks than him is what I think. Okay. Well, when they uh, start winning. Then well, we, how you know many I mean? of those like, how many of them have this, on the Niners? That we don't right. need. That's my point. That's and that's the thing that everybody always says. Well, we just, ignore that. Uh, we just that's talk a huge about argument. No, it's not because yes, we just talk about is. every other team. It's hard and to why they that, can't. Y'all, the guy's gone. He's won every playoff game that I'm he's finished. I'm not saying he's not. I'm not saying you he's can't not. say that about anybody else. I'm not, all I'm saying is it's hard to ignore that he's it's set up around him. It absolutely is. Yeah, but the it's examples cr- we gave, there's there's I, setups everywhere. I understand that, and, and I get what y'all are saying. But but how do you? How is that hard to ignore? But it's easy to ignore that the kid's just winning. No, I'm not ignoring that. I I agree yeah. with you. I just said that. Like, what are they? I with think Trey if Lance? Herbert I think was there, team. I think if Trevor was there, I think if maybe even Dak was there, I think there yeah, is a, like a handful of quarterbacks that if they played for the 49ers would be just as good as Brock Purdy. I think you're so wrong. He's not a top I, five I, I, to me. I think you're wrong, and I think I have like the proof to back up that Brock is the best situation in the NFL and, right and, now. And he is playing better than anybody else. Right. Well, you have to prove it because he's there doing it. That's my point. Everything that everybody else is saying is what ifs. I'm telling you right now with certainty, the kids winning NFL football games every single week. And people are still finding these things. Yeah, let me give you a little more ammo. The three quarterbacks that we just mentioned all made the playoffs last year, came back this year. Two of the three didn't make the playoffs, and one of them got embarrassed 
uh, by the Detroit Lions because Justin Herbert was a playoff quarterback last year. So was Trevor, and so was Dak Prescott. And so, to your point, Brock Purdy was able to weather the storm, all the criticism and everything, and just keep making Y'all, plays. I, I get it, but I think that at some point you just have to look up and go, you know what, the kid's pretty dang good. I do think he's good. I don't I, think he's a top-five quarterback in the NFL. I think he's pretty good, too. I don't think he's top-five. Yeah, Denny admitted he was biased he's, when he said I, yeah. he's good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like yeah. this counterpoint from 5-7-6. If it is all the 49ers, if it is all the structure around Brock Purdy, why didn't Trey Lance ball out in that mm-hmm. same system? Because he sucks. Yeah. Well, We're saying they, Brock is good. Here's the deal. I, I just, they, they traded up to get him, made a massive mistake in trading up to get him, and then I give John Lynch credit in this case, and maybe Kyle as well. They said, this is not good. Mm-hmm. And they drafted another guy. What was it, two drafts later that they went and got uh, was it Brock? One? Was it, or was it was a single it draft two? later? It was the next one. Yeah, yeah it was the next 22. one. Yeah, yeah, so it was the next one. Said, you know what? Let's at least take this guy and, and make mm-hmm. sure we have an insurance policy. Insurance policy now has turned to gold. Yeah. By yeah. the way, yeah. w- one more off the text line because I, I think it does bear some merit. Is part of this the underdog mentality can't be appreciated nationally in regards to Brock Purdy because he is in the most anti-underdog city in San Francisco? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I If he's in Kansas City, if he's in Jacksonville, if he's in Detroit, yeah. Is it a different perception? Probably so. That's an interesting way to look at it, too, because we always look at the other way. Like, does the bigger markets help you and yeah. all that kind of stuff? Maybe so. I don't know. It's just a – I think we love to hate, like Danny said. Yeah, it's just interesting. I, he, I don't he, know. He looks like you got to wipe his nose. He really does. He looks like he just just this little kid. And I tell you, i got to give him all the credit in the world mm-hmm. because he's unassuming. He's not flushed in a moment. He just performs. Yeah, and he's – I was telling somebody the story yesterday. The first time that he came in the facility, um, he, we were watching film of his bowl game that they had just played. I think it was Clemson, and he had a really bad play in the mm-hmm. – I mean, a really bad play. And my son, who was 10 at the time, maybe 9, walks into my office as that play is going and starts laughing. Like, Brock's never met Walker at this point. Just yeah. starts laughing at him. And I'm looking at him, and Will, he looks at him like, what are you doing? Brock just kind of turns around and starts laughing with him. Right, he's like, yeah, that's funny, and then it's just the way he is. Like everything rolls off his back, but when he gets between those lines, man, that dude is a dog. And I think that's the other thing. Everybody sees nice Brock. Let's go talk to his teammates. Yeah, yeah, good. I, I love yeah. it. I love it because we're talking about a little fire that needs to be in sunshine here locally. Mm-hmm. And so whenever you hear that from those teammates, they do. You need that guy that will settle for nothing less than winning. Every single. Time. I mean, this guy is diving head first for first downs last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the guy that everybody says has no athleticism and can't like this guy's picking up 15, Tried 20 to run yards. Over his, his own lineman. Yeah. I, I, it's just there's the a line. will. There's a will there, man. He's going to figure this stuff out in that plays. It always plays in every industry. If you want it bad enough, it's going to play. And he he wants it so badly that it doesn't matter what limitations other people think that he has. All right. So let's spend the next seg on Lamar. Will he ever get there? Mm-hmm how magic is Mahomes, and, and then get to what they did or didn't do oh. with, with play calling and decisions down the stretch with uh, Dan Campbell and, and, and my Lions. Unbelievable. All right, Mokama Beer Company Monday. We keep rolling until 3 o'clock. we got the quarterback whisperer hanging out with us on XL Primetime. Mondays on XL Primetime, brought to you by Mokama. Check out their great craft in the tap room in Fernandina Beach. If you're looking for the Brock Purdy discourse, we've gone through it. It will be available on demand. 
on XX, on 1010XL's Matt YouTube. We'll be doing an after channels. show. Yes. <laughs> so uh, dumb. Like, all, all we're doing is literally talking. Like, it's not, this is what we do like once a year. This is good sports radio. Everybody's online. Well, we, going, had, like, oh, we had like charity reaching other. out for to set up a fight for us. Well, yeah, that's these yes. all the time. <laughs> on the text line, they were like, when is, the, when is the showdown coming? I wish I was kidding. We had somebody text in the 12 o'clock hour. They're Radio's like, gotten soft since the sports team went off. Like, oh, oh, Can we get him on during the off season? Brock? Probably not. That's the question. Dude. I don't know. That's not a me question. Yes, it is. That's not a me question. Oh, because uh, you, you can would be, shame him into getting on. Yeah, you would be our conduit, bro. Yeah, so you do. You that. have to accept that responsibility. Part of why I'm segueing away from Brock Purdy is we only have a limited limited amount of time with the quarterback whisperer, Denny Thompson, and so we do need to get into the performance in the AFC Championship game from Lamar Jackson, from Patrick Mahomes. Let's begin with Lamar, since Matt just looked up at the TV and said, "Are you telling me that Lamar in the San Francisco?" I thought Lamar didn't play well. Yes, no. I don't know what happened to Lamar. It was no it was it Todd happened. Munkin putting it all on him yeah, and saying Todd Munkin happen to you Lamar. need you need to be a pocket passer. It looked different. To be fair, it looked different. But I also think Lamar plays such a game off schedule that on those days where it's not working for him off schedule, man, it's hard to get a rhythm. He takes forever in the pocket. Yeah, and and granted, that's how he gets a lot of his plays. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of waits for them to develop and lets you retreat a little bit, and he takes off. Um, but he just wasn't able to do that yesterday. And, and you got to credit Kansas City. I mean, Kansas City's defense gets overlooked a lot, I think. They make you drive down the field, um, and they, they have all year. And they just did a good job containing him. So uh, let's ask this question because this is the thing that's the most confusing part to me because I do think Todd Munkin called a terrible game. Uh, they only handed off the ball to running back six times, Denny. Yeah. And we know he is the great improvisational master, but – he pressed because he was in the pocket and asked to, I don't know, make quicker decisions down the field and make better throws. That's not Lamar. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm not real sure. I would love to hear what happened. I would love to hear. I'd love to be in the meeting room in, in Baltimore and Detroit today. Like, would love to hear that. Yeah. But I think it's two completely different situations. I think the Baltimore one, they got there one way, and it was on Lamar's back, and you, you hear Lamar can't win, you, Lamar can't win, and it's like, okay, well, let's let's keep going. And then it just didn't work. And mm-hmm. I think – He's such a good athlete that you would have a tendency to do that. If you're in a bigger game, I want my better player to get the ball more. I want him to make more decisions, a bigger effect on the game. And it just didn't work. And I think, you know, Lamar, we forget he's still, what is this, year five? Yeah, but the MVP threw it into triple coverage. No, I know. No, no, I'm not taking up for him. I'm just saying, again, I'm the wrong person to criticize these guys because, like, I have a hard time. He went to the – he went – he went all the way to the AFC Championship. Oh, yeah. Like a heck of a year. And, and, yeah, it's like at this point, yeah, that's that next big hump for him. But, man, it's going to be hard to get over Mahomes in the AFC because this guy's Jordan. This guy mm-hmm. is like during the regular season, he makes you think maybe he's lost a little bit, and then he pops in, and it's like, nope. It's crazy. I control everything that happens on this football field comparison. when I'm on it. I mean, yeah. it's, it's going to be hard for anybody to get over the Mahomes hump. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Honestly. that's what I'm saying. It's not It's not a knock on Lamar. No. it's. I just don't know who's going to do it. I was saying this early, and I want to get your thoughts on this, is, is – if you're a quarterback now in the league and you're playing the Chiefs, every possession is critical. Yep. You cannot blow a single possession. And I think that happened to Baltimore, too. I think they, they got in that panicking. game yeah. and they realized er- well, early on, I think they thought that we're going to score with them. We're gonna- and then the game kind of settled in to not be that. And then you go, well, why they only run the ball six times? But that's a good point. That's the effect that they have on you game planning when you have to go in and go, we may not be able to run the ball as much because we're going to have to keep up with 15. Right. And then even if it doesn't happen, that's kind of your game plan for the week. So listen to this list. And I know that you're comfortable with hearing all these names and not being shocked 
uh, but somebody might. Pat Mahomes playoff wins by opposing quarterbacks. Andrew Luck, Deshaun Watson, Lamar, Josh, 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 Joe Burrow, Roethlisberger, T-Law, Tua, Tannehill, Baker, Jalen Hurts, Super Bowl, Jimmy Garoppolo, Super Bowl. Like, think about that, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's just not fair. He's playing a different <laughs> game. I looked I, I looked at my 12-year-old yesterday. I looked at Walker, and I was like, he just plays a different game than everybody else plays. He don't have to move his feet. He can get to everything. I don't know if you ever watched this guy, but he will set his hip all the way to the left sideline. Uh-huh. And he can, like an owl, just get his body all the way around the field and make any throw that he wants to make on that football field. And that's not even fair. Yeah. Like when you can just sit there and just flick your wrist and throw it, throw a 20-yard out to the field, you're just different than everybody else. So when I ask the question of are they approaching Patriots territory, are they approaching I, Warriors territory? Yeah, I mean, I think they have to be, right? Well, is this number five yeah. in a row that um, as far as championship games? In terms is that of, what it was? Yes, it is. It's, yeah. it's, she's, it's, she's saying in terms of hate. <laughs> in terms of the hate. Yeah. Oh, hate? <laughs> Sports hate. Because I feel I don't hate Patrick Mahomes. Like, I enjoy watching this greatness. And I think it's genuine. I think with Tom Brady, there was perhaps a little bit of a, like, you know, we're, we're over here doing our work over here, like, no days off. Whereas with Patrick Mahomes, he wants you to be included on this ride. But Always well, I think half the hate is tired of seeing the red, and the other half the hate is tired of seeing Taylor. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of mixed to the perfect. Like, I mean, yesterday, again, I was the only person pulling for them. Yeah. And we had you know, was 10 not. people at the house. Yeah. You know, so and that's back to back weeks. So I, I don't know why everybody hates well, Kansas City, but I, I love your Michael Jordan comparison because we always get fooled by the NBA regular season versus what we see in the postseason. And I have to admit, I continue not counting Pat Mahomes out, yeah. counting their offensive line out, counting their receivers out, just counting others that weren't going to come up. And yet that offensive line's been a liability, Denny, and he, and you would you wouldn't know it. And we've seen we have seen some of the best NFL football games in the history of the NFL with this guy. Yeah. I mean the one with he and Josh Allen a couple years ago, I can't think of a better game, a better example of quarterback play even. Mm-hmm. I mean the guy just answers the bell every single time. And he's coming up to your point, he's coming up in an era of good quarterbacks. It's yeah. not like he's coming up in an era where there's no competition. Every year there's somebody that they say is going to knock him off, whether it's Josh Allen or Trevor or Lamar or whatever it is, and they just don't. And now this year it's – Joe Burrow. Oh, he, could, he hasn't ever played on the road. All right, so now I'll go on the road and do it. <laughs> yeah. Twice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and make a mockery of it. Like, I'm going to kick the kicker's balls while I'm there. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. that didn't it, sound right. Or at least put yeah. Travis Kelsey up to it. <laughs> yeah. That's very herb of you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'll be a drop coming up. Next My bad, time Lambo. the quarterback whisperer joins us. Um, let's pivot to uh, Jared Goff, the one of the four quarterbacks we haven't talked about yet. We spoke last week about – Mark Brunell, how much he's praised Jared Goff. Look, at the end of the day, we said two Reynolds drops, two decisions to go for it on fourth down. You alter those four decisions, those four outcomes, and maybe we're talking about a different game. I think if you watch that game, you're not blaming Jared Goff today. I I, I don't think he has any response. I thought he played well. I thought he made some huge throws. A bad handoff could have been him or Jameer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's mistakes going to happen in a flow of a game you can't have, but I just don't understand. The fourth down calls made no sense to me at all. And then it was like, I think I told you guys this at the break, San Francisco played a little bit of man, and then all of a sudden it was like they made it against the Wolves for Detroit to run. Isn't that wild? And it was, Why does that happen? It's a, a lot of times it's just a you have two play calls, and if they're in man and the box count is this, then you're just going to throw, mm-hmm. right? That's just an always 
play. And so that I, I don't know if that's what happened, but I'm assuming is they kept getting a look that had them throw and not run, and they kept doing it. Um, that's a one or two thing. You go to the line with two yeah, plays. If yeah, it's yeah, this, yeah. The box count that, says that, this, we're going to throw. Right. And, and San Francisco gave him a box count that was anti-run, and so they started throwing the ball. But, but at some point, like you go to the sideline and go, hey, we're just going to run. Right, like we're, right. For now, we're only going to check these couple plays. We feel good about these concepts. We're just going to stay on it. And maybe that happened. Maybe it didn't. But, man, it looks I, – I would hate to be Dan Campbell today. Yeah, because, like I said, I picked him. I bet on him all this stuff and, and was so stoked that, that they had a chance to do it. And I, I think Dan Campbell should never apologize for who he is. But you also have to know that one individual moment. And, and I pointed out two of them. When against Dallas, when you had a chance to be a higher mm-hmm. seed and you, you got mad because they waved off your player el- or your tackle eligible, he got stubborn and kept trying to make the play instead of kick a field goal to go to overtime. It was a, it was a bad decision. Yeah. And then the third not going for it or going for it on fourth down was a really bad Yeah, decision. I didn't even understand the point of it yesterday. Yeah. Like, I, I, it was fourth and two or three, right? I mean, both yeah. of them. It, was it wasn't a yard. Yeah. Um, and in the game flow, it just was an automatic. You got to kick that. You have to kick that. And then when he went forward, you're like, nah, there's no way. I just I don't understand it. I, I know it's kind of his identity, and he wants his guys to win football games. But man, you, that didn't and win you a football game. When you're up, you keep applying pressure yeah, to absolutely. Go up three scores. How do you? Yes. Not, how does he not? Yeah. Someone on the sideline not say, coach. Let's go up three scores on the road. That's, that's what I'm saying. They, they did. They had to. Ugh, they did. And he just, no, this is what we do. And and if it would have worked, we'd be talking about it today. And, hey, that Dan Campbell's a heck of a coach. But it didn't work. And that's why he's not a heck of a coach today. <laughs> Real quick before we let you go, uh, I said this to you as you walked in. Senior Bowl this week, the Shrine Bowl game going on. Practices have already begun. Austin Reed's dazzling. Killing it, yeah. Maybe some other intel you've heard of, uh, you know, him and maybe some other guys. I haven't, I haven't heard a lot. Um, I told you guys he texted me late last night and said, "Are you up?" And I'm like, "No, I'm never up past this time." But so I haven't even talked to him. But I've been reading the same things everybody else has been reading. Um, they are doing this cool thing there where they actually track the metrics and you can follow like top speed, spin rate, all that kind of stuff. And all of his metrics are great. I mean, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing, and the kid just wins football games, with, and he's got a great personality, a great leadership quality. So yeah. he's going to do well in this game. And, um, you know, I think it'll be an excited time for him for, in yeah. the draft. Love that. Love that. Yeah. St. August finest. I think we had a fun mm-hmm. time today. Yellow yeah. Jackets. It was yeah. all fun. It was all fun. All, all fun it's and always games. all fun. Exactly. That's why, that's why you week. join us on yeah. Mokama Mondays. Always all fun. You're a big coffee drinker. I think we I need am. to get the uh, Mokama coffee. Yeah. Here for Denny at some point. We can point. do it. We can yeah. do it. Let's do it. All right. You're the man. Appreciate it. All righty. Uh, at Denny underscore Thompson. Don't forget, check him out. Six Points Academy. Uh, he says the, uh, the book is full, but that doesn't mean he can't take on your five star. Mondays on XL Primetime, brought to you by Mokama. Check out their great craft in the tap room in Fernandina Beach. Having a good time on a Mokama Beer Company Monday. Don't forget Tuesday through Sunday to serve it up that craft. And you can look for it on the shelves, ABC and Total Wine, if you are out and about and craving some of it. We've been having fun. Well, I, I think fun just in terms of a football fan. Once you saw great storylines, everything spilling out of championship Sunday uh, and then the Jaguar and you're probably eh, maybe not having as much fun uh, but it's just the way it is you got to figure out how to get there uh, because those teams particularly the two teams that are playing for it all right now they get there a bunch they get there on a regular basis and, uh, more championship appearances 
in San Francisco with the 49ers and any other team in NFL history. And then, of course, look at what the Kansas City Chiefs have done with their uh, four in the last five years making it to play for the Lombardi. I mentioned all those quarterbacks, and I just want to hit them again just for a second. Mahomes is now 14-3. and three. That's his record. He has completed 67% of his passes. He's thrown for over 4,800 yards. This number gets me. He's rushed for over 450 yards in those games. Saucy Thir- nugs. 39 passing touchdowns, five rushing. And, yeah, he has thrown picks, but he overcomes those two. It's just nuts what he's been able to do. But the first guy beat, Andrew Luck. That's how far back we're going. Isn't that so wow. about that guy? Yeah. yeah. By Isn't the way, crazy? I don't think he's had any turnovers this playoffs. No, because up until mm. – He got sacked until, for the first time in four yeah, games right. last yeah. night. And even yeah. that was like, hey, they're wasting time. You yeah. know, like I think he could have thrown it away, but he realized, like, I'd rather take this sack. Well, there, there are games you lean in on, and if you're rooting for one side, you're saying, I smell a pick. I smell a pick. Defense, they're going to make a play. They're going to take it back. You can't even say that with Pat Mahomes. You can't. It just yeah. doesn't apply. Uh, and, yeah, they got to him, but they just didn't get to him enough. And more than anything else, if you had to, like, your shock meter, were you more – like, San Francisco's defense has been pretty solid all season. So I was kind of shocked that they got gutted the way they did. But we knew that they were soft against the run. Baltimore was doing everything right up until this game yesterday and really had no answer for what they were doing. Uh, I want to make sure I pull up the – hold on. Let me pull it up. It's from PFF. But it was like the the runs, running plays, mm-hmm. design, like called runs Six since week one and oh, oh, okay. for the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. And it's like from week one, it's like 27, 17, 28, 30, 19, 20, the first one in single digits. The first one. And I understand they didn't play from behind all that much this season, Mm -hmm. but it's inexcusable. Again, it's especially inexcusable when you pair it with what the San Francisco 49ers did in Mm -hmm. the later game yesterday. And here's another number that kind of got me a little bit. Going to your point that they ran the ball a bunch during the regular season. That's what that's who they were. That was their identity. We always ask, what's your identity? That's that's the Baltimore Ravens. Their average points per game, regular season to postseason, was basically cut in half. They went from scoring 28-plus to 16. That's inexcusable. You're supposed to flex your muscles when you get to the postseason. Lamar was sacked four times. He was one of six for a total of seven yards and sacked twice on third down. There was panic with them. Ouch! You know that? Mm -hmm. There was panic in everything they were doing, the way the game was called. Yeah. The way – Nothing was easy. No, and and it – and again, I think it goes back to what I said earlier, man. When you're playing Mahomes, you know that clock is ticking. Yeah. Because at some point he's going to score, you're not going to score, and then he's going to score again. Yeah. And then you are down two scores, and then it's almost impossible mm-hmm. to come back. I mean, the that. touchdown mm-hmm. they scored, he should have been sacked. He, he right. gets out of a sack, and right. of course, there's a guy running wide open downfield because it had been so long. Um, and then they didn't score until the very last drive of the game. Yeah. And remember now, they were. Obviously, were it not for the fumble for Zay, they Down would three, have, yeah. yeah, they would have pulled even with them, and then they did have another chance. They wouldn't be, have pulled even. Yeah. They were down ten. They were still at down that 10. point. Oh, they were down ten. Yeah. Okay, you're right. But but at that point, they would have drawn to within a score of them, and then they had another chance before the throw into triple right. coverage. And there was a guy open flagging right at the ten yard line, and Lamar didn't hit him. You know what else also is just wildly underrated in this entire thing is 
The Chiefs are pretty good on defense. Man. Yes, yeah, and that's they're really them. good in coverage. That's what's carried them this yes, year. They they re- they are really good in coverage. And, and Chris Jones, oh by the way, yeah, I might pay what he wants to get him here. Yeah, yeah. Well, well how about, that's, how that's about a grown Sneed? man. How about yeah, Lajarius Sneed? Been, He's going to command yeah. big money. And Trent McDuffie's uh, what just second year in. That guy's. Yep. Balling. See, we talked about this before the show, and you yeah. kind of like hedged a little bit when I and said you know I love Jones. I love that interior piece in the middle of a defense. I think it's way, way, way underrated. And there are guys that can own that spot. And for Chris Jones's part in this, he can move out when he needs yeah. to. That's how good and gifted he is. But I, I, I look at the price tag. If it's thirty million, and I'd rather get two fifteen million pieces. A little bit younger. What if your two fifteen million pieces aren't any good? Well, a little bit younger. I'm talking about at different spots, not not just there, because it's it's the expense of a great guy. And yeah, you have to if you want that greatness, got to pay for it. Yes, I get it. I do get it. We mentioned with Denny that the East West Shrine Bowl practices have begun. The Senior Bowl, everybody is checking in as we speak, and so the measurements are coming out. And so before we say goodbye on this Mokama Monday and building off our conversation Friday from at BroDog04, at BroDog1000 on Friday, which, mm-hmm. of course, is Trent Bulky's reported burner, or at least his brothers. On Broad XL Primetime, I think we're in agreement. It's the brothers. I don't know who it is. Broad Dog Troy. But these def- they're definitely related. There's no doubt about it. They're definitely it. related. And they did mention Tyler Guyton, Anton Harrison's former teammate, line mate at Oklahoma. He just checked in at 6'7", 328. 10-inch hands, a 34 and 2 8 arm, and then an 82 and 3 8 wingspan. Inch wingspan. <laughs> what a big dude. The highest among, from what I can see, all offensive linemen And so Anton's far. numbers were a lot and like And he wasn't that. able to go to the senior yeah. bowl because he but, was a true junior. Right, but those are a lot like that. Oh, yeah. yeah, and this guy, like, yeah. it's been reported, like, the only reason he didn't play more was because Anton was in front of him, and Wanya Morris, who, oh, wait for it, is now playing for a Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs, mm-hmm. was also in mm-hmm. front of him. Yeah, so the benefit of playing in, uh, in, on a good roster with a good football team. By the way, they had another good tackle. It was a freshman this year, Caden Green, who transferred to Missouri. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Which is huge it's another Missouri. Uh, Eli Gitt. Are we going to have to give Mizzou a new name? Like, since Kentucky is the program on XL Primetime, yeah. what, are we, getting there because, what are we going mean, to hey, start calling drinks, boys? Mizzou also, by the way, Four recruits in the top 100 this year. High school recruits. Mizzou. I, I did not Are think. they all by way of St. Louis? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah. So the outside now we're of, talking. One of them, I think, is from Texas. Yeah. See, so Eli's actually getting a little cachet it's, among well, the Well, it's that, but it's also, and I keep saying this, and it's it's NIL money. It raises all boats, man. Well, you know who's doing it? Um, if you go back and watch the Ozarks, it's uh, uh, right. Wendy. Wendy's doing I it. never watched Marty the second half is, that last is behind season, it. By the way. Never did. You never did? Oh, my God. No. You would find out exactly who. Because I got annoyed. The first half was annoying to me. By the way, let's make oh, a note. so off. I do want, <laughs> so off. I do want to ask you tomorrow or another day this week, Matt. I want to ask you about those Mizzou corners because I know people are pretty high on them as we get ready for draft talk to be in full effect in the next couple of weeks. XL Primetime, I'm going to hand it off to the Frangie Show. Coming up next. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers. Equal opportunity employer. Getting ready for the Francis show. Embedded and shredded uh, is in the house. Hey, Carline, uh, what did you think of what you saw yesterday? I was disappointed. I was pulling for the Ravens and the Lions, so it was a tough day of football for me. Um, but uh, but it'll be a spectacular Super Bowl from a competitive standpoint. Yeah. I don't know how often we've had 
a line that opens at whatever one and a half. It's yeah, at one. one last yeah. I checked. Two now. It's yeah. at two, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I kind of think by the time we get to kickoff, it might be a pick 'em to Chiefs by mm. a point. Yeah, I, I'm kind of surprised. It actually has dropped to one in the three hours. So it's I saw one. two yeah. for the Niners. Now it's down to one. Is it, yeah. is anyone, I, and I agree with what Romo said. Anyone who makes Mahomes an underdog is an idiot. I know. Uh, he's proved me wrong. Yeah. I, I picked the Ravens. Yeah, and, so uh, I. Uh, but, yeah, I'm never going to pick against them again in the postseason. Yeah. And I will pick them to beat San Francisco. So I apologize, Chiefs fans. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I will say as much as I was pulling for the other teams, I it, it will be a – fantastic Super Bowl oh, from yeah, all the matchups yeah. and things like that. So, you yeah. know, it's a far cry from when I was a child and the game was like 40 to 10 every year for about 10 years. It was for a long time. And I was uh, in love with the idea the Lions would make it. The only saving grace is that they remain among four teams that has never made it, uh, including our, our Jaguars. And they've been trying to do it for a whole lot longer. They are. Yeah. I think they're 0 for 58 yeah, is what exactly. I saw. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And so they have not the, – the two teams that are outside of the AFC South are Cleveland – and Detroit, and both of those won championships. It just so happens they right. were in the fifties. Yeah, exactly. So it was uh, it was a wild, uh, obviously wild day of football. Great sports weekend, and uh, we'll get to all that coming up on the Frangie Show. Talk a little Gators as well. So uh, some Knolls, some Jags. Did you watch the basketball stuff. on Saturday? I did. Boy, that was. That was that was big disaster. Game. Does Mike White live in your I head, rent free? No, I mean, I the thing is, like, Florida is so much better than them. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing, blowing this lead? Like, if they played seven times, I think Florida would win six of them. Yeah, I mean, but I it's like two dozen points. Gosh, I mean, they had this. Georgia has a kid. This is Mike White for you. Georgia has a kid that has barely played. And then drops, what, 36 and doesn't miss? I thought Steph Curry had yeah. arrived Entered in Gainesville. And I looked at the guy's season numbers. Mike White doesn't play him. I yeah. mean, his season high is like 18, and that was against some cupcake. Yeah. His his SEC high is the Melendez mm-hmm. kid that yeah. made everything for Georgia. You're just giving Georgia. fodder to Hacker he, right now. You he, know that, right? Well, no, I mean, look, Mike White is a solid coach. Solid coach. But I, I, I mean, again, I, I mean, he, may, he had, What about that time management he had yeah, at the end of the? Florida's lucky they won. Right. I yeah, mean, that tip in gets reversed yeah. by hand logged in. That would have been a. If they would, don't have the tip in, they lose the game. That would have dog Todd if that had happened. You oh yeah, correct. it would have been a disaster. But they won, and and they're you know they're now inside the top forty of the net, and so. And now uh, they gotta go play. They go play Kentucky. Yep. Yeah. So they. A and M. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's but they need they need the quad one opportunities. Mm-hmm. They they're not gonna win in it rup on Wednesday, but if they can beat Texas A and M, who's I want to say somewhere forty, I think they're forty fourth in the net. Mm-hmm. So that's a quad one win. Uh, if they go get that, and it'll stay a quad one win because right. they're not going to fall out of the 75. Right. So uh, that's what Florida needs. You look at their resume, they're 0-6 in quad ones. So they, they've got to give the committee one or two of those to get it. in on Selection Sunday. Yeah. All right, big bro, we will be listening. Thank you, Thank sir. Thank you, guys. Francis Show coming up next right now. Now, today's takeaways brought to you by Key Buick GMC, where our family dealership has been helping families buy vehicles for over 50 years. My takeaway is build the wall, Trent. Build the wall along that offensive line because as many Nooners have pointed out to us on the text line, three of the four teams playing for bids to the Super Bowl yesterday 
had top five interior offensive lines. Don't be afraid well, to build some depth in the trenches. The barbecue has got the uh, T-shirt mocked up, the Great Wall of Duval. We're just waiting to print that bad boy. Just waiting. So my takeaway is the same as it was Friday, if you remember. Mm-hmm. I said two words, Pat Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My takeaway again, Pat Mahomes. Yeah, uh, my takeaway is damn you, Dan, okay? Damn, damn you, Dan. Dan. <laughs> okay, because uh, we had it all, friend. We had it all. Uh <laughs> 19 to 1 choice. Okay? Could have been a contender. Oh my gosh. And then it all went away. All right, we are out. We say thanks to Mokama Beer Company. Look for them in beautiful Fernandina, South 8th Street, right as you're entering the historic district. You'll see them on the left hand side if you're heading into downtown Fernandina and a beautiful tap room. And then also the Wildlight location uh, over in Wildlight. Just as soon as you start heading in, and you'll be able to find their satellite location. Check them out, Mokama.com, and you can pick up some of that great craft at ABC or Total. We we are out. Joe C., me, O'Brien, Maddie Hayes, Big Sirs, and JJ. Friends, you show up next.